I love how you can deconstruct a mass miseducation machine, the popular lapdog media, which keeps begging for biscuits from the two corporate wings of our one-party system. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, October 25th, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 455. This is No Agenda. Celebrating Cinco de Mayo in October. From the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin, Tejas in the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it is our fifth anniversary, and Wari Banks shun Yanks in Switzerland. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. You want to try that again and tell me what you just said? <laughs> wary Banks shun Chicken Shanks w- in wary, Switzerland? Wary. It should have been wary. Oh, you said worry. <laughs> I did. I said worry. <laughs> I always say worry when I read it. That's a great. That's a great way to kick off our fifth anniversary. And we're yeah, like, so, yeah. Really? You start over. You, let's start over. Come on. No, I don't want to start over. It's too much fun this way. Yeah. Do you really want to start over? You want to do it again? No, I don't want to start over. I think it's fine. Okay. It's not like anyone listens to the show at, at the beginning and says, "Oh." He, he mispronounced something. Oh, you'd be, I, th- I, th- I think you'd be amazed. <laughs> oh no, this is no good. That's why I always put a little funny at the beginning before we start, so that people know that something amazing is coming up in the next two and a half to three hours. Well, I think what's interesting about the the worry, 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 wary, wary. <laughs> it's it's. I can't look at the word and pronounce it. It's weird. It's like Ridia. Yeah, I do the same thing with Ridia. I know if I look at the word, I know it's Riyadh, but if I look at it, I I can't stop saying Ridia. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to say Greenwich for Greenwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which seems logical to me. Anyway, so uh, there's an article in the Wall Street Journal about a wary Swiss banks shunning Yanks. Yeah. And it goes on about, and the, the, of course, we talked about this two years ago, you know, about how the banks are, there's new laws being passed in the United States saying that the banks have to cough up anything that oh, they no, no. do. It's, with it's not new laws being created. These laws are on the books. And anything over, I think it's, it's certainly over $50,000, but it, it may be less now. The, the banks have to document every single move. Yeah, every foreign sing- banks. Yeah, foreign banks. It's the Foreign Account yeah. Tax Compliance Act, FACTA. Yeah. So if they have any operations in the United States or even have a relative here, they, they get thrown in jail. Yeah. So so here's the kicker. I got the biggest. I mean, the one thing we didn't get out of this was the following. I mean, when, when we talked about it, which we've discussed before, uh, I think. The gall of the, uh, of the of our of us, we, we like to do this to, to our own. Uh, to be sure, Americans apparently a lot of people, you know, they've they've just said it. Screw it, I'm not going to be. I'm going to take a foreign citizenship, and you can have my passport. And then it says now, <laughs> they're not. Now it's like it's like you can't do that. What you you uh, can't renounce. But this is what I've been telling you that I looked into this. You can't even get a dual citizenship anymore because if you renounce, you will no longer be allowed to come back to the United States. Well, no. Now it's worse than that. To be sure, Americans aren't absolved of their tax obligations if they renounce. For the renunciation to become official, this is the problem. The taxpayer has to certify that he or she has been in full tax compliance for five years and perhaps pay an exit tax. Oh, (laughs) the only groups, the only groups that act like this are cults and the mob. (laughs) This is great. An exit tax. Wow. And how do the and how is the exit tax computed? It's probably your net worth. 
<laughs> well, you're, I mean, and by the way, and this is if a taxpayer lies, which, you know, yeah. just, well, the IRS can declare the expatriation, expa- expatriation invalid, invalid, invalid. you are invalid proceed against him or her. <laughs> you know what? It's just it's you know what's better. It's better to just fake your death. It's probably cheaper. The death tax is cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. Just fake your death and then just kind of disappear. This, I mean, there's ways to disappear. You can, you can definitely just get out. Yeah, but you'd have to, you know, there, actually there was a guy who wrote a book on that. Uh, about, I remember about five years ago, actually, before we started doing the show, I remember some guy who made a big deal about how, uh, made a book and, and made a deal about how to fake your death for whatever reason. There was Apparently, some good reasons to once in a while. <laughs> yeah, like uh, angry ex like One of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To get out of the United States. Well, isn't that the, not? I mean, we call each other, you know, human resources from time to time, but definitely citizens and slaves. I mean, this is the definition of a prison. You literally cannot get out. Oh, you can't get out. Yeah, it is a prison. Yeah, yeah. you know, take it or leave it. <laughs> Well, in the morning to you, John C. Dvorak. Uh, in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea, boots on the ground, subs in the water, and feet in the air. Also, a uh, happy in the morning to all of our uh, supporting knights who uh, are out there. Yes, and uh, this is our fifth anniversary. And, show. Uh, it's a fifth anniversary show, and it's very nice to see all of the human resources in the chat room. We've got a, a nice quorum, everybody uh, lined up there, all charged up and ready to go. In the morning to you. In the morning also to, uh, we should probably get this out of the way right off the bat. In the morning to uh, Martin JJ, uh, who has been uh, providing us with, well, I mean, we've been choosing his artwork. There have been many artists who have been providing artwork for each episode at noagendaartgenerator.com. Uh, Martin JJ sent us you know, uh, a very interesting note, which I found to be a very no agenda way of doing things. Did you agree? Yeah, I agree 100%. He said that he rocks, he rules the world, and all the other artists suck. It was absolutely very no agenda-ish. <laughs> and, that, and that because of this situation, he's not going to do art. <laughs> like, I don't want to do it anymore. It's I'm too good. I'm too good for all this. Yeah, and then he slammed dunked right in our face. Yeah, so uh, so there will be no Martin J.J. art for a while. Actually, I think it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty smart move. He's saying, hey, you know... I don't know what it is. It's like I'm. It's like I'm on drugs here. I love it when you guys pick the art, but I got to stop. He's trying to kick the habit. So uh, uh, we'd love to see some other artists uh, check in for our fifth anniversary uh, show today. With yeah, uh, he's gone into uh, on a hiatus. He's on semi-retirement. Is actually what it yeah. was. It wasn't really gloating. No, no. Although uh, that's what I do. <laughs> Uh-huh. Can't anybody else even come close to the great work I do? <laughs> the outstanding awesomeness of me. <laughs> yeah. So other artists out there, let's go. So it started, uh, wow, it started um, five years ago. On, uh, Well, actually, I have the first 40 seconds of our very first show. Duh. Oh, come on. You know, I was thinking about doing a retrospective like that, and then I said, I am not, I don't feel like listening to this old stuff. No, me neither. It's like Johnny Carson used to do this every year, and then he'd always bring out that one guy who threw an axe and, and right into the crotch of some guy. It was the, oh, really? the old black and white clip. They'd show it every year. I don't think I've seen this one. Well, yeah. I, 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 for some reason, this clip doesn't even want to. Doesn't even want to. Doesn't even want to load. Your your clip won't play. 
<laughs> There's something. Great. Let me just see. There's something very. It's the way the show started. It was a lot of dead air. Yeah. No, it seems like none. Hey, of my... you there? Hey, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, we started. Uh... Um, come on. This clip. Here we go. Here's the clip. Uh, welcome everybody to a brand new program. On... Uh, look, I'm, I sound 15. What is, what's up with that? You don't have the compression going on, that's for sure. Uh, the Pod Show Network. Um, yeah, I do. Which could be titled a number of things. We chose no agenda, uh, but it could be the show with no uh, imaging, no <laughs> no, uh, uh, no content yet. Uh, the only thing it is is two, no content. Come on, we're being honest. Guys with an idea of putting together a, what should we call it, John? A... Agendaless show. Agendaless oh, show. Do you hear your audio? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is No Agenda. John, how you doing? We have improved our quality somewhat. Oh, exactly. <laughs> uh, John C. Dvorak in uh, California. Adam Curry here in London. Something we cooked up. Uh, what was it? In like a four-minute phone call. Hey, we should do a show together. Okay. Uh, let's call it No Agenda. Okay. And here we are. Uh, well, of course, the basis for a show like this, uh, and I think everybody out there who's, who's ever had a con uh, who, who has con conversations with friends, they occasionally, especially when the conversations go on and on, say, you know, that would have been an interesting thing for other people to listen to. There you have it. The That's the theory. I mean, it's not quite like the MTV moon launch, uh, uh, moon man rocket launch in, uh, in 81, but that's how we started. Yeah, it's a, a version of eavesdropping, and I, I tend to sound like Ted Turner. If you've ever listened to him talk, he always goes, uh, <laughs> yeah, constantly. Uh, it sounds like a walrus. Yeah, well. Anyway. No, it's all right. Yeah, that's the way. And they were still doing this five years later. Wow. Yeah. And people like it. <laughs> that's the thing that As always we can tell by today's support. We have a lot of 5555 supporters, which we'll, we'll mention at the end of the show. Uh, they're all the well wishers. So there's uh, there's a couple of things that we should probably uh, jump into. Do you want to uh, thank our our uh, our producers first, and then we'll jump into some stuff that's going on since we're uh, kind of celebrating? You, can you count? Give me a countdown. Yeah, uh, from five. Well, I, you think it should be from five, or do you think it should be from? Uh, that, uh, never, never mind. mind. The spreadsheet is open. Gotcha. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, we have a bunch of uh, executive producers who came in, uh, including an instanite, Jonathan Spirey in Orting, Washington. Oh, hello. That's awesome. Uh, 1,000, 1, 10, 11, 12, actually. <laughs> ah, awesome. 10, 11, 12. I'm donating 10, 11, 12. Why? Because the central question is, I've been a douchebag. <laughs> He's doing the Obama central question. Love it. Uh, Yeah, that's good. And despite missing the October 11th date, I really like that this donation adds up to 33. Absolutely. I do not expect this to redeem my lack of participation until now, Until now, nor do I require a myriad of jingles. Though some of those combinations are quite good. But having listened to all of your shows, save the one you never aired. We only have half of that one, by the way. Yeah. I'm plenty familiar own. with all. All the jingles, and, and I, by the way, I have the other, the second half of that show, and I had, couldn't find it if I wanted to. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you for betting me, or betting me, letting me be a producer in a night for the best podcast in the universe, ITM. Wow. I want, thank you very much. Thank you. Nice. Great, great support. Uh, Sir, Sir Jonathan will be knighted later on in this program. 
And then we had three people, and I was thinking about this because because one of them uh, came in uh, the right after the last uh, before I did the newsletter with five 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 dot five five, which is fifty five, which is five times five, or five five fives on the on the fifth anniversary. So it was a lot of fives. And I was thinking of putting in a newsletter, and I said, you know, it's a, I thought it was. I just said, no, nah, I would just stay with the fifty-five, fifty-five. But I really do appreciate this. David Rosen, Clarkston, Michigan, came in with $555.55. Just sent a five-year anniversary donation. It attached is my accounting of past donations, and he puts them over for a knighthood. No fancy request. The black knighthood is for me. I guess we missed him some. Well, actually, if he, this puts him over, that's not a black knighthood. So he's probably not going to – I have to check on that. No fancy requests. We are also celebrating our anniversary on 1026, so a happy anniversary call to my huh. lovely wife of 16 years. Love the show, so let's hope for many more to come. Best wishes from Gitmo Nation Automobile. Ah, oh, that's nice. And his, uh, his, it's his wife, Tony. Tony. His wife, Tony. All right, so he will be a knight, and uh, uh, Tony will be able to... Uh um, admire oh, actually, his. No, he, no, I take it back. He gets because this, we, his accounting shows he has two knighthoods. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. he does get okay. a black knighthood, black knighthood. And, and his wife gets one. Oh. She gets a regular. Oh, okay. So, all right. So then she can um, admire his lance tonight. <clears throat> David uh, Bierce in Altoona, Iowa, uh, $555.55. And Karma, it knows where to go. Hopefully, I'm within a few dollars of a knighthood when we're looking into that. If he gets one, he'll get it on Sunday. Papa Guido <laughs> in Chicago, $555.55, anonymous. Credit is Papa Guido. Congrats on your fifth. Uh, sorry I'm short one digit and will deny you <laughs> you both your vacations, but I figured five five should have some magic, too. Yeah, we could have been nice to have 5,500, but that would be six fives. Yeah. May there be many more years to come. May it continue to drive me further from any hope of reintegrating with the masses of brainwashed slaves. <laughs> Adam, if you can handle this, I think we need to hear a remix of Huntsman saying only poo-poo and a Hillary too delicious. Top it off with a house-selling karma generating. You can take that to the bank. Uh, okay, so I don't know. What's the Huntsman poo-poo thing? I'm, I'm I not... think it's uh, at the end it sounds like he says poo-poo. I think it's what he's... He just wanted the poo-poo part of it. I don't think you can do that. Um, well, I, I'm not prepared to do it. I, I, I wasn't, you know. I, well, I, give him a hearts huntsman too delicious karma. With a take that bank. to the bank. Okay, we can do that. Uh, it's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got karma. And where is it? <laughs> Uh, you can take that to the bank. Hey, now. There we go. It's, it's four. Come on. That's, that's, that's yeah, more. four is too many. Four we don't really want to do four. It's hard. Three succinct ones, even though uh, Papa Guido, uh, with a generous donation of that amount, will do it. Yeah. Uh, Sir Michael Miller in Tiburon, California, becomes our associate executive producer at $277.75. Congratulations on the best podcast in the universe. And he multiplied 55, 55 times five. Again, two seven 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 five nine. That's wow. very creative. Daniel Cesarnecki, Cesar Cesarnecki, Cesarnecki, Mel Melbourne, Australia, two five six. I didn't see a note from him. Crash EMT in Gainesville, Virginia, two fifty. Please refer to me as Crash EMT. Not a boner anymore. First time donor. Greeting from Northern Virginia. 
uh, loving the best podcast in the universe. Thought it was about time to provide my value for yours. More to come, but as but first, I can use a de-douching and some divorce and job karma. As two twelve has been a rough year for this slave. Also, say hello to my almost douche friend, Doctor Red, who hit me in the mouth. He's tricking. He's trickling by on PayPal monthly, which we should all be so kind to do, Adam. I hope you like the link to the idiot congresswoman in New York who let slip on CNBC that we still had bin Laden. Well, weird. I, I don't remember receiving that link. Well, I think we should find it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good one. You know, th- this is the thing, and I, I want to remind everybody, uh, email is without a doubt the worst way to get something to us, certainly to me. Um, if you want to uh, contribute, the way to flow it in is through noagendanewsnetwork.com. All you have to do is set up a blog. You can set up a WordPress blog or blogger. It doesn't matter. As long as you can find an RSS feed, uh, you go to noagendanewsnetwork.com, click at the top. There it says add a feed. You pop it in there. That's how I get the stories, and they're all archived. And you know, it's, I won't miss it because they're all there. And between each show, I will scan down every single story that comes in and email, You know, and particularly... Um, the way people send emails with horrible subject lines, etc. It just sucks, you know. And and, and yeah, you, the problem is subject lines. People say "Hey" or "Hey, uh, check this out." <laughs> note for you, or you won't believe this. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's very, very hard. I agree, but this, I, I you know, if he had sent me the clip, I'm sure I would have. Uh... <laughs> Put it in today's thing. I, I, I am not like you. I, I do look at my email. Yeah, let me. I, no, it's not, I'm not saying I don't look at my email, but you you get lumped in with you know spammers and all kinds of other crap. So anyway, here's your deducing. You've been deduced. And some divorce and job karma. You've got karma. Well deserved, I believe. I do uh, believe. Thomas <laughs> Thomas Oser. I think O E S E R in Roselle, New South Wales, two two two. Can my producer listing be furiousgriffin.com? <laughs> it's my website and uh, needs some link karma. I've been listening to the show from the beginning, but I've never donated. I did, however, get a mention for my no agenda radiation calculator a while back. Oh, and I figure a D douching and some karma couldn't hurt, and a huntsman. Would be great. Uh, all right, so we'll do that for you. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. And our last donor is, uh, or associate executive producer, is Kevin Thomas in Smyrna, Georgia, 20907. I don't think I have a note from him uh, that I can find. So, okay. I want to thank all these uh, uh, gentlemen and gentle ladies for, I don't think there's any ladies in this list, for helping us out on show, uh, fifth anniversary show, as a matter of fact, which is show 455, which is 405th anniversary, fifth anniversary, which is interesting. Um, and we remind people that we still have to do the show, continue doing the show, so keep us going for another five years by going to noagendashow.com, noagendanation.com, dvorak.org, slash na, and channeldvorak.com, slash na, and uh, give us uh, uh, some uh, some some credit for the Sunday show. And, Coming up. Uh, yeah, and, and these are real credits. In fact, I want to mention that right after I remind everybody that uh, another way to always help out with the show is to do the following. Go out and propagate our formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth.
I do have, the, I did find the note from Kevin Thomas, and I think I'll, I'll read it. I'm compelled to send a donation for your fifth anniversary. I've been an avid listener since show 320. I don't think I could get through my daily commute without it. Huh. Uh, this I'm sending 20907, which is triple O, excuse me, Swazelnuff. <laughs> keep on assassinating the media. Uh, and he, he would like a shut up slave, take it to the bank, karma. I think it's Twazelnuff, isn't it? <laughs> that would be good. Shut up, slave. Take it to the bank, karma. We can do that. Here we go. Shut up, slave. You can take that to the bank. You've got karma. So what we've been saying ever since we started with our uh, producer program for uh, producers, executive and associate executives, and those of you who have been around the show understand that uh, as part of our value for value model, we set it up very much like Hollywood does. This is no different. There's no reason why your, your credit as an executive producer or an associate executive producer on the No Agenda show is any less, any less than your credit on uh, a coast to coast radio program, nationally syndicated or on a television show or a movie. We're just as valid. And to prove that, uh, Sir Gene of Tuliev uh, sent me a note. He says, uh, hey, Adam, uh, I'm going to put your real producer credits to the test. I have nine associate executive producer listings with no agenda, which, uh, according to my calculation, should qualify me for the Producers Guild of America membership, where the real hookers and blow are, um, <laughs> assuming that you can validate the credits. And so he sent me a link to the uh, membership requirements, and it looks like uh, he, you, know, you do indeed qualify if you have no less than two new media projects that have broad domestic or verifiable international releases uh, within the digitally enabled interactive storytelling production, internet entertainment production, video game production, broadband, and then has a couple other uh, 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 options here. Uh, so I think we are indeed, we do have a broad, domestic, verifiable, yeah. international uh, audience, and we qualify as an internet entertainment production. Uh, definitely. Now, the only thing here is uh, you have, you have to, to pay a fee. Well, of course, of course, he's going to have to pay a fee. <laughs> he wants to be a member of the guild. Uh, Do they have insurance? Oh, yeah. Health. Oh, yeah, of course they do. You, you, yeah, you can get health insurance and all kinds of benefits. I think you can even go to movies for free at the Director's Guild, and there's all kinds of cross-promotion stuff. Oh, it's well worth it to get a to get a guild membership. Well, I should become a member, too. Well, we might have to because you need uh, either four uh, sources who will verify you who are not guild members or two who are guild members. And I think as a part of our program, John, you and I should become members of the Producers Guild of America. Can you imagine how, I mean, how many people have been uh, an executive or associate executive producer at least twice in five years' time? We will own this guild. Yeah, we could be, we could say, get a voting block going. <laughs> yeah, we could become very powerful. <laughs> we could even get seats at the Oscars. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's going to happen. But it's a great idea, isn't it? I like it. So uh, I'll look into it. Um, let me, let me yeah, see. look into it and see what we have to do. I wonder what the membership dues are. But if we can do that. Yes, there's the guy. There's the rub. No, because Mickey's a, a SAG member, and it's not. It's not. It's like two hundred dollars. Yeah, but actors, a year. I think they have. They give themselves a break because that's really more like a real guild. Mm. This is more like a drinking club. Um, drinking I clubs are some of them no, are expensive. I think that the producer you know, producers are always very frustrated because there is no producer award ever. 
There's there's no such and the Academy Awards. There's no producer of the year. No, but they bring. No, that's true. So they're always frustrated. For good reason. This is what all the old producers are just the money bags. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are. Well, guess what. As Gene pointed out, that's where the real hookers and blow are. I think we need oh, to be, yeah. be a member yeah, no, of this you, club. You put yourself in with the uh, exactly. with a different category of person. Yeah, exactly. What do you do for a living, sir? I'm a producer. Ooh. Wow! <laughs> can I see Take your? Take me to bed. Can I see? <laughs> Whoop, my dress fell off. What that happened? used to be the number one come on in the New York <laughs> bar scene in the upper really? upper white west side or really? east side, upper east side. Yeah. Mm. We also got a note from uh, Sir Ernie. Uh, Adam and John, uh, first picks of the samples are in of the 12-12-12 Karma coin, the Super Karma Challenge coin. And uh, so you can take a look at those at noagendasuperkarma.com. This is a challenge coin. It's a 12-12-12 Super Karma. And what is this? And the 12-12-21 Supreme Hyper Karma coin rolled into one custom laser engraving. (laughs) On the side of the coin, available different platings available. Wow, he's he's oh even a trackable geo coin option available. That's kind of cool. I might go for the trackable geo coin. Yeah, that way we can find you when you're rolled up in a ditch. Noagendasuperkarma.com, dot com. So uh, have a look at that. And uh, wow, yeah, I, I for some reason I wound up with eight million clips today. We don't obviously don't have to play them all, but my goodness, well, obviously, yes. Um, well, what's the? Give me. I'll tell you what. Let's start with. Let's start with gold. Yes. Do you have a clip about gold? Because there's, you know, it's obviously very. Inti- no, no, no. That's not what I meant. I meant have a the, the number one, your best absolute punch him in the mouth clip of the I'm not day. Do, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not Roll gonna, out the top one. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Go with your best shot. I have no idea what it is. It, you know that's all. That's very subjective. How about you? How about you roll out your best top of the line clip? Well, let's see what we got. <laughs> By the uh, way, there's something very wrong with my computer here. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> so clips may or may not play. I, well, let's uh, let's start off by talking about this this fiasco going on with Benghazi and the oh the bad memo. Yes, the, e- leaked email. The bad actor uh, syndrome. And this is like becoming such a joke that even Hillary is laughing uh, when discussing it. She's laughing. Yeah. Now, here's where I think she's laughing at. Now, let, here's the wrap of the. I got the CNN, the first CNN wrap of the Benghazi situation. I tried to cut it down so it's not too long, but you, you give us a little background. Hold on, John. I, I, I can't even Fifth get Fifth anniversary show, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, there you go. I mean, something is. is screwing up my computer and i don't know what it is but i cannot even if if i like hit the window with the clips i'll hit three four it takes four seconds for that window to activate huh did you update your your mac sometime no just update your mac no no let me see what the fuck oh oh i see oh yeah this is exactly the fucking problem what (sighs) hold on oh uh get a hammer out and pound on that mac I'm going to hold on a second. I'm trying to. Wow, I've got, I've got it. You know what it is? Yeah, this is uh, so amazing. You keep teasing us, but what is it? Thunderbird. Oh, Thunderbird. You know, I can't use that product. I have too much email, and Thunderbird just clogs up. And it's it's just sitting there, and it's just 
Because I quit it. I always quit it before the Don't show. Control, alt, delete, and kill it from the operating system. Yeah. yeah um, do you do that? Yeah, we don't do it that way on the Mac. <laughs> oh, how do you do it? We do uh, option, command, escape, and then we kill it. <laughs> Sounds like the same thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. Yes, okay. We're good. We're good to go. It was Thunderbird. I figured Well, let's so wait, wait, wait. First, let's start with the classic CNMTs. Hello? Yeah, it's not. Oh! Well, this is a great, wonderful way to finish five years. Now my mouse is frozen. Huh. What kind of. <sighs> That's right, you're using the Mac. Please Never mind. don't. It's, it's really not funny. Well, you want to reboot and, and we can well, just. Well, at this point, uh, I don't even know if I can. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on. Just. Come on. It can't hear you. Yes, it can. Why is it not doing this? It's like, now it's the Apple trackpad. <sighs> okay, let's try it again. You have a virus. All right. Sounds like a virus. No, I don't have a virus. All right, what are, what are we... <laughs> what clip were we playing, John? I'm trying to calm Classic down. Classic CNNTs on the consulate in Benghazi bombing. President Obama surrounding the attack on the U.S. consulate in Libya. That's absolutely right. CNN has now obtained a government email that shows the administration has no was notified soon after the attack that an Islamic group was claiming credit. Let's bring in CNN intelligence correspondent Suzanne Kelly for more on this. Put this all in uh, perspective CIA. for us. Suzanne. What? She's like another, she looks like one of those CIA women. They always have a certain look to them. She's is she the older the older woman? Is that the one? What's her no, name? No, she's pretty. She's middle aged. She's she's a good looking brunette. Wait, she's her, a milf. What's her name again? Susan Summer. Perspective other. for us, Suzanne. Oh, yeah, Suzanne. Right. Well, oh, yeah, Wilson Kate, the yeah. release of the email certainly has provided more ammunition for critics who say the... She's a MILF. You didn't just say that, did you? Administration <laughs> has... By your standards, she's a MILF. ...been totally. forthcoming with what they knew about the Benghazi investigation. But they also highlight a growing frustration among those in the administration who are saying, enough already, let's get on with bringing those responsible to justice. Now, the... Okay. Can I just interject a little bit here? It's so obvious that what is going on here is that uh, Hillary is now leaking this information because she wants to get you this thing. She wants to get the sticky off of her. You look at those emails, which are redacted, but it's redacted in a way that it just says blank at state.gov, blank at state.gov, blank yeah, at no, state.gov, and FBI.gov. It's like it's like all it's state departments. And here, here's the thing that's funny about it. CNN is, keeps presenting it as leaked emails. Yeah. How do you leak a redacted email? Yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's, if it's leaked, you have the email, right? If it was like, if it's a WikiLeaks, for example, they would have the real email, the whole thing. You'd think. But yeah. you get a piece with a bunch of black lines all through it. How's that leaked? Yeah, it's not leaked, obviously. So anyway, so they have a bigger, uh, longer, uh, discussion of this on first cnn rap on benghazi which takes it a little further because i think they probably covered this more than anybody oh i'm sorry which one are we doing now first cnn rap of benghazi there we go sorry i'll get back into it i'm now I'm, i lost your hillary clip somehow i've said it and i'll say it one more time uh, no one wants to find out what happened more than I do. We Secretary Hillary Clinton came out firing today after emails firing. obtained by <laughs> CNN made clear that shortly CNN. after the attack began, the State Department notified officials from the White House, the top intelligence agency, the Pentagon and FBI, that an attack was underway and that Ambassador Stevens was in the compound. Just two hours later, another email indicated the Libyan extremist group Ansar al-Sharia was claiming responsidility for the attack on social media websites. Okay, you can kill it. So, Okay. 
We don't need any more. Now, because I'm trying to get these short, because I do have one real, I have one stunning clip, by the way. Keep going. Which is, but let's play this one. This is the one that, this is the one that, that makes me suspicious. And I believe that this is part of the reason Hillary's laughing, which is the, Guy ends up in Tunisia. (laughs) Who also have been reporting today, Suzanne, on the report uh, on on an arrest of a man who is linked to the attacks in custody uh, in Tunisia tonight. What do you know about him and have American authorities been able to question him? They haven't been able to question him yet, Aaron. And we do know that he was arrested. He was moving through Turkey and there was a request by the U.S. to detain him, which Turkey did and then turned him over to the Tunisians. Now, Senator Saxby Chambliss was talking about this a little bit earlier and he has told us that um, he was believed to have taken part in the attack on the compound. <laughs> Another really interesting part of this, too, Aaron, is that he was apparently posting um, details about the attack as it was happening on social media websites. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they found out about him on social media. That's how they found out that they, they followed that link and tracked it back to find this guy. Okay. So this is so wait, 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 a second. He, he's moving... Through Tur- what is he in like an Allied van, moving van bus, or is he, is he in a, a motorcycle okay. with a sidecar? How am I supposed to imagine this? this? Yeah, the guy's a blogger, probably one of ours. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. And so he's he 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 he's blogs this event or whatever. He's actually is on Twitter and Facebook. And, and Aaron says something really stupid, by the way, afterwards. She says, "Oh, that shows you the power of social media." <laughs> exactly what she said. She's yeah. a, she's an, she's dumb. She, yeah. So yeah. so the guy, he's cute, what he though. had. So the guy was a techno expert. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Takes off through Turkey. Somehow wait, 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 wait. Just, just imagine he's he's on a motorcycle with a sidecar with goggles. <laughs> with And with one of those leather, uh, <laughs> leather helmets. bags of some yeah. sort that holds his Macintosh. Exactly. <laughs> one of those postal bags. While on his around. iPhone, zooming down <laughs> with some goggles. A lot of dust. I'm in Turkey. If only I can make it to Tunisia. <laughs> Okay, got it. Somehow, he, this is my 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 envision my vision of the whole thing. He stopped and he's he's captured by the Turks. <laughs> he's taking a leak. I mean, how would we know he's there unless the Turks told us, right? Yeah, of course. So the Turks say hey, we got some guy and we found we got his laptop and then we you know had uh, sex with him a couple of times and we finally <laughs> gave up the information we needed. And uh, they said, "Oh, okay, um, we're, we'll come and get him." And so then somehow or some way, shape or form, the guy is taken by some fake Americans in some scam like a movie and then then dragged, gotten to Tunisia as fast as they could because everyone knows we can't do anything with Tunisia because they're like, you know, it's half Islamist. So the guy is now safely parked in Tunisia. So we can't get a hold of him because we have in, he has information we need to find. No, we tried to, we're trying to get this guy out of the picture because he's going to blow the whistle on the whole scam. Right, because he's, he's a very, very low-level operative, and, uh, you know, you, you have to either kill him. Why didn't they just yeah, kill him, yeah. by the way? It would have been easy. I think it would have been smarter to just kill him. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think we can just keep killing people. Oh, please. Like, like oh, Romney please. said, we can't oh, kill our way out of this. Oh, please. Stop. Well, maybe they did kill him, and maybe he's not in Tunisia. We don't know. Right. That's a possibility, and that's why the clip, why is Hillary laughing? 
This is why she's laughing. The Independent Accountability uh, Review Board is already hard at work looking at everything, not cherry picking, you know, one story here or one document there, but looking at everything, which I highly recommend as the appropriate approach to something as uh, complex as uh, an attack like this. Is that, you know, when I heard her say that, and, and this clip has been played everywhere, I'm so, so amazed that no one says, why is she laughing when she says that? And you've done a very good job of explaining that. I think, I think it's I at think, least one explanation, but there's something on. fishy going on. Well, so I checked out the State Department uh, press conference, of course, as I always do, because you know, you know that Matt from uh, Reuters is going to get into Victoria Newland's face about this. And she actually started off by saying, well, the secretary did all the work today, so what's on your minds? Yeah, like the secretary told us all the truth, and all we have to do is just write down what she said and not ask any questions. So, the, you know, the, obviously what came up is, so how does this work with these emails and, you know, what gets into uh, a cable? Uh, wh- you know, it, what's the truth behind it? Is this really, so, is there a real report here? Do we know that this is a real guy? They're trying to figure out what we're trying to figure out. The difference is you and I, uh, you know, drink wine and... And we're uh, better at it. <laughs> yeah. We sit down and have a fireball twice a week and we're much better at it. These guys are every single day being indoctrinated into coming up with absolutely nothing. But the exchange I found rather interesting. Was it someone out in the field? That particular piece was disseminated I know where it was by our operation center. Whether it was it? whether whether it, they saw it themselves or whether it was highlighted by our people in the field, I can't speak to that. I frankly don't know. It can happen any of a number of ways. So what's going on here is he's saying, where did the information come from? And she's saying, well, you know, our field office said it. No, no, I understand that. Where did they get the information from that there was an attack on the consulate? In instances such as this, is it uh, standard practice to relay all claims of responsibility, sort of no matter where they come from, who they might be? So, I mean, it could be somebody... Waving a flag in the air and saying I'm responsible, and that would also be reported. Yes. So there's no. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, listen very carefully what was being said here. So if someone just waves a flag in the air and says I did it, I did it, that would be reported in these cables, in these emails. So sort of value judgment on the reliability of the claim implied by having it relayed through this system that you have. And in fact, there are instances, uh, you know, where the op center might. Uh, send out messages that three different groups are claiming responsibility for the same event. But it's it's standard practice for them when we have breaking news for them to inform uh, all of the principals in this building so that everybody knows what's moving. Uh, oh, okay. Hold on a second. got to interrupt this. Yeah. Mainly because I have a clip that's coming up that I want to, which I think is a good clip. It's, it's between Chaffee, Chaffetz, the guy who's the, or one of our favorite guys, yeah. the congressman, and Wesley Clark. Did you mm-hmm. see that, by the way? No, I did it was not. On, no, oh, it's a no, no, it's a no, I didn't. They start yelling at each oh, other. Oh no, I but didn't. Clark oh, wow. is a total stooge. Yeah, no, he's because he's, he he's a stooge for. Yeah, he's well, he's been. He's always been a stooge for the Democrats. Yeah, but, and, he, you know, but, he, but he's got a reality show. But we have the goods on, and we have the the one clip where he basically blows the whistle on what we call the West Clark Seven. Exactly, the West Clark. You can call it that, but we do now. Well, I, and so, I've actually isolated that. Not instead of playing that whole clip. Just so people know who are new to the program, here it is. So I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, 
He said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. The West Clark 7. So anyway, so in this thing, the reason I'm stopping this other clip is because when, when she, because apparently the State Department has developed this meme that, and now when you hear him say it later, you'll, I, we're not going to stop the clip for it, but you'll hear it. It's, oh, people are taking responsibility left and right for ah, things they didn't do. Ah, ah, okay. Well, maybe we play now, right and after. The reason I want to stop is because if you have been paying attention for the past, you know, number of years, anybody out there, it's not true. There's been numerous no, no events accountability. where nobody, no responsibility, no accountability, nothing. Yeah, nobody's. There's be there's some fact. I think in the last couple of shows there was an event where something got blowed up, and nobody said anything. And I, I'm, I'm not noticing over the last number of years where somebody, something gets blowed up, and then five groups say, "I, we did it. No, we did it. No, we did it." That's that's not what happens. The group who did it takes responsibility, and they're respected by the other guys. So I think what's happening here in the State Department press corps is they're all going, they're saying the same thing. Like, no one ever does this. How come all of a sudden now we have a group taking responsibility on Facebook? And how come that's now the subject of the email, which you're now backpedaling on? I think they're saying the same thing. They're not saying it, they're not saying it explicitly. But they're curious as to where did this come from, and do you just report anything, and how come this hasn't happened before? I mean, if the claim is, so, is ludicrously unbelievable, I don't know. I mean, like if someone forged the, a Quaker church or something and said that they were that would be passed on as well? Well, they obviously use their judgment as to whether they think it's important for <clears> principals <throat> in this building to uh, be aware of what's out there. But so now she contradicts herself by saying, well, of course they have some judgment. They wouldn't just do it for any old kook. But if you're waving your arms and say, I did it, then we will put that in the report. Particularly what's out there in the public domain. Okay, so- uh, in all likelihood, if there had been 100 claims of responsibility that night, they would have done a summary which said more than 100 groups, including Matt Lee, have claimed responsibility for this <laughs> attack um what what? yeah matt lee is the guy is our buddy from reuters so yeah but i'm but yeah but i mean okay just keep playing she's an idiot Uh uh-huh reported and then said that and then not evaluated them one way or the other really so they would have given my alleged claim of responsibility equal weight with that of a group of a known terrorist group in libya again matt you're we're we're getting into uh crazy land here my point is Crazy land. Simply that if the environment is saturated with claims of responsibility, they're going to make sure that principals know that we've got complete competing claims. That's my only point here. And, and again, just uh, while we're on the sort of procedure, while we're in crazy land. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the <laughs> Competing claims of responsibility. Mm-hmm. What's the Who's um, what these, Exactly. That's what I was wondering. So, um, the objective, I realize that they go to all the principles, but is it is it then that the analysis comes from the intel community? Correct. And so they're really the ones who are charged with assessing the reliability or the plausibility of any of these claims. And in that case, but the, the principles are kept informed just so that they know what's out there or what? One more on this. I don't know if this is in crazy land or not, but... Do you, it's on the specifics of this email in question, do you have any reason to believe that it could actually have just been wrong? 
that, that there was not uh, a Facebook posting at all? Or again, uh, does that happen? I mean, it, or stumped. Does, does, she's stumped here. Uh, does it ha- does I mean, occasionally it, these these emails come around when there's a developing situation and they're not accurate. Again, these are designed to keep people informed of what's moving. I didn't actually look at it to see whether it was a press report about a Facebook posting or whether it was the operation center itself saying that there was a Facebook posting. So, you know, I can't evaluate one way or the other. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gee. You don't know, do you? It's, it's, it's just unbelievable. And, and now she claims that it's intelligence who sort out to see if this is anything within those reports are credible or not. They really are treading water here. Well, yeah, because there's a couple of problems here. By the way, if you t- it is a meme, the term competing claims of responsibility. It I is a it. meme that was it. developed by Foreign Policy Magazine, from what I can tell, mm-hmm. and uh, which I think is the Council of Foreign Relations organ, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Anyway, no, the problem that w- with the whole thing that she's outlining that is not intelligence agencies that exactly that decide what who who gets credit it's the news media mm-hmm. the guys go right to al jazeera and said we did it whatever group it is we did it and then then screw you and we're out of here and that's and it go that's how it gets into the public domain it's not like it goes fil- it gets filtered by the cia and the next thing you know you know that we say well we can't figure it out there's 10 guys who've been claiming responsibility and it's bullcrap Never happens. Very rare. In fact, if you look at competing claims of responsibility on the internets, I'm looking. Uh, at, I'm looking at the Book of Knowledge right now. 2010 only happens a few times. Yeah, 2010 seems like it happened. Afghanistan. Uh, that was that was when it was big. rare. Yeah, rare. Very rare. It's a rare event. Yeah. Very so rare. they make it sound like, oh, this is going on all the time. You can't figure out who's doing what. Eh, liars. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you want to play the the, the I think the whopper of a clip. It's the Wesley Clark. Uh, yeah, I'd love to, especially if he's getting pissed off at somebody. Who's he, who's he fighting with? No, now? he doesn't get pissed off. Wesley's is is towing the line. This is, by the way, about two thirds of the way through the uh, interview, <coughs> and Clark is just full of crap. And who is and, it? It's and Clark gets, and who? Uh, Ch- what's his name? Oh, Chaffetz. 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 Yeah, Chaffetz yeah. is on there. Who's you know in one of the major committees that studies this stuff, and and he's a great talker, even though he gets. Uh, tongue-tied unfortunately on this because he sits, he he actually gets visibly angry at Clark who's just blah 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 <laughs> oh Obama's great he sent in troops and he actually does say that he sent in troops to Benghazi gets called out on it and Clark says no 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 I never said that I said they sent a navy ship uh-huh. and then he goes on bragging about this navy ship that's supposed to solve all the world's problems just by because it's got I because the navy ship has I don't even know what the hell he's talking about. He's nuts. In the public affairs business, that's peripheral. What's really important is what the president did. He immediately reinforced security. He sent the military there. He called international leaders and told them to fulfill their responsibilities. No, he and didn't. He General, with all due respect, me, he, he, did. Did. he did not he send the military. He did not Excuse send me. the military. He, he did. did not send the military into Benghazi. No, he not into Benghazi. General, he, he did deployed, not send the military into Benghazi. He deployed, he deployed a ship. ships. Yes. Those ships had special assets on them. No, those General. Ships can take, no, those General. ships can take You're, you're missing foreign. All right, but, but, hold, but hold on, General, let me ask you this question, though, because... Uh, Wait, this is... Oh, this they were both on Aaron Burnett's show? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm oh, my goodness. Stunned you didn't see this. No. Oh, my goodness. Separate from the point of what happened. That's like my three favorite people in the world. It's like an orgasmatron. I can't believe I didn't see it. On that day. Eric, what about in the Eric, days before? That's great. Before? Can I? Oh, hold on, Congressman. Let me just ask the general this. What about in the days before when uh, Ambassador Stevens had requested additional security and wasn't given it? Yeah. It's a good question. Ah. And the State <laughs> Department's going to have to answer for that. But that's not Aaron. That's not Aaron. the policy question. Mm -hmm. In other words, when 9-11 happened, America pulled together. But there wasn't a presidential election. But Democrats supported a Republican president. When this happened, the Republican partisan machine decided they'd found a chink in President <laughs> Obama's excellent foreign policy. What, China was walking around? What, what, what did they find? Boo! <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so obvious. On full bore to exploit it for partisan advantage. So it's right. not to uh, say Aaron, Aaron. that we okay. can't get to the facts. It's to say it's hard to get through the partisanship to get to the All facts. All right, Congressman, why don't, why don't you respond to that? Because it is true that um, they, they, you know, there are some real questions here about information that uh, that they had in intelligence or in the administration and when that, that information became available publicly. It should be bipartisan outrage because in April 2012, our embassy was bombed, that, that consulate in Benghazi. And on June 6th, a terrorist activity there in Benghazi at our consulate breached the wall. They blew our wall apart. And the president, the vice president, the secretary. Just to, to interrupt this just for a moment. It's very interesting how um, people get very confused as to how to um, use the phrase blown up. Uh, blowing up, blown apart. He, I think blowed he's, up is the way I like. You it. say blowed up, but he said uh, they were blowing, blowed apart. I think he said he said something weird. He said yeah, like, he, he didn't know how to say it either. So that's why I mean I use the the country and western. No, uh, I, I like the blowed up. Blowed up. No, I like blowed up. But what did he say? He said he blew our wall apart. He blew our wall. To, our wall. He blew our wall, our wall apart. No, he said he blew our wall apart. Is what he said. Okay. Whereas it's either blew it, blew it to bits or blew yeah, it apart. Yeah, he didn't know what to say. I blew our wall apart. Breached the wall. They blew our wall apart. And the president... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's great. I would say, stop the interview. Listen, Chaffetz. What do you really mean? The vice president, the secretary of state, diminished our security profile. That's what's outrageous. General, with all due respect, you've been out there touting the, the response by the president to and what he's done. What he didn't do, what he clearly didn't do, is react when we were bombed on June 6th. Five days later, the British ambassador had an assassination attempt. The British j got out of town. The, the interior minister in Libya on September 1st issues a warning and says, we've lost a, uh, the control of eastern libya they put him on high alert ambassador stevens sends a cable back to washington dc on september 4th and this administration did nothing we have four dead americans and with all due respect he did not send in the military into benghazi that firefight went on for hours and i think it's an untold uh, uh, that's a real question about what this administration did when the firefighters st started excuse me but I it am should have been this. dealing with it back in june 6th okay, Congressman, we don't know exactly what was done back on June 6th because that hasn't been made a public a matter of public yes. what is this West Club? where does he get any of his information from he's not in the administration he does a reality no, he's show for a, he's looking for a job he does a reality show he, he doesn't yeah have, no he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about back it up because he's just blows smoke here and Ch and and Chavitz calls him on it 
and and he and he just keeps talking like he's not like he's hypnotized. It's weird. <laughs> I think it's an untold. Uh, that's a real question about what this administration did when the fire fart fire fart fire fart the fire fart. When did the fire fart start? Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, he actually says fire fart three times. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I got to go back again. It's always funny when people misspeak on television. Fire fart. Hello, I'm here for the fire fart. But I it am should have been dealing with it back in June 6th. Okay, Congressman, we don't know exactly what was done back on June 6th because that hasn't been made a public a matter of public yes, record. Yes, we do. I'm yes, sorry. General, I don't know that because this. I haven't seen it. And and I haven't seen we that. Had a hearing and I don't about know this. that we've had all the classified information released that's come out, whether you've had a hearing or not. Maybe you had a classified hearing. I haven't seen it. But no, I do we didn't. know this. It was an open public meeting. Okay. I do know this. I do know the administration, uh, the, the ship was, a uh, naval ship was deployed in the area. I know what the capabilities are on that ship. And that was sent there to reinforce the diplomatic security. So I'm not going to address what happened in June. I wasn't there in that the, hearing. The, the but FBI, I know what happened the in the FBI couldn't get in incident. for weeks. That's the true. FBI couldn't get in That's for true, a week. But there was security you had the CNN reporter go FBI pick up the investigation. material. We didn't go in and do that. <laughs> that was an invest- FBI investigation team. That wasn't CNN the team walked that in and went picked in up the right diary days afterwards. CNN did, right? And that is because the FBI didn't feel that there was security to, to come in there. All right, well, gentlemen, thank you very much. All right, now just imagine, John, for, for a moment. Imagine you are the father or mother or wife or husband or son or daughter or any relative of any of the hundreds of thousands of boys and girls who have either been killed or wounded in these idiotic wars, how come we never have this conversation about what happens to them? Now it's it's for yeah, di- no, diplomats. I know you made this point before. I, I but I, I got I got to keep making it because I think that people are sitting at home and they're throwing up in their mouths when they see this. Well, the other thing is, I mean, if we go back to what's going on in Afghanistan and we remember the Tillman incident, Thank which you. is Pat Tillman, yep. finally coming out where he apparently was killed, you know, killed, a gun, assassinated. Off a guy. Right. He was going to say this is bull crap. And they essentially and they knocked what, him out. What we can tell, he was assassinated as a publicity yes. risk. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we assume that. But the point is, I, I'm not making the point about these four people or the or anything no, else. The I, point I, is, I, I we have these apologists out there like Wesley yeah. Clark, yeah. who should be ashamed of himself. Yeah. He's not really a spokesman for the administration. And, and he just, he just, but he's just so dogged with this. Well, we don't know anything about it. And, and Chavez says, yes, we do. We did a hearing. We So, well, we didn't know that if there was classified. No, the the hearing wasn't right. classified. So, it was public. So, so let, me, One, let me let me just go back. It's unbelievable. Here, here's the thing that uh, that has not come up in conversation yet. We had a drone circling this entire thing uh, with its um, uh, with its video being beamed back live. This was being watched by intelligence. I mean, for all I know, and I really will put the blame. I think that the president was probably watching the live stream of this going down because why? Because. He was waiting for the ambassador to get kidnapped, like you and I discussed yeah, in day one. Right. That's why we had soldiers on the boat coming down from Italy, because they were going to come in and do the super rescue. It was going to be the October surprise. This is why, all of a sudden, Jimmy Carter's kid, you know, do you think this is all coincidence that Jimmy Carter's kid finds some videotape of Romney? They were standing by as a part of this whole scheme. They were watching this crap live on the drone. They were watching it with the Gorgon stare. 
This is the this is the fantastic high res video system that these uh, these drones have. This was, I mean, it doesn't really matter because the truth will never come out. We'll just have to whistle while we work and say, well, at least we we know what happened, you know, and have to take some solace with that. It will never ever come out. Maybe when we're eighty and you'll be eighty seven. Then maybe, <laughs> maybe some book will be written with some declassified material. But yeah, it, and nobody will read the book except a few <laughs> policy wonks. Exactly, the people will always read those books. <laughs> and and now I want to. And by the way, the only reason some of these policy wonks and intelligence guys read these books just to see if their if, name if their is names mentioned. in it, of course, just to see if they're mentioned. Now, can I move you towards drones for a second? I that, just want to say one last thing about this, though. I. I think I knew, but I didn't fully know that. I didn't realize that the FBI was sent over to investigate. They wouldn't go in because they thought it was dangerous. And the CNN reporter yeah. grabbed the diaries. Yeah, picked up the the, the I diary. Forgot about that. Yeah. It's so funny. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was laying on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. So anyway, okay, go on. Right, That's so, enough of this. Yes. Now over to the drones. This fits in nicely. Uh, huge article in the Washington Post, and I have just a little bit of the. Uh, they, they, it's such a. It's like a year-long investigation, if you haven't read it, John. And it brings up a great new meme, a great word for us to use. And they even did a little video about it, uh, a trailer for this uh, this five-page piece uh, by Greg Miller, I think his name is. Uh, and here's uh, just a bit of the, uh, the trailer for this piece, which you must read. I think I first heard the phrase disposition matrix maybe a little more than a year ago. It goes beyond the kill list that we've known and written about for several years, and it's an attempt to lay out in a grid the U.S. resources that go into pursuing terrorists. So it's not just names and biographies, but you know what else is the U.S. government doing to try to track these people down? What they're really talking about is the disposition of terrorism suspects, whether that's arresting them or, in what appears to be in most cases, killing them. That's right. The drone disposition matrix. Anywhere in the world, we can fire up a drone and come and kill you whenever needed. And you got to read through this thing, John. This is this is such such a huge, massive piece of machinery. This this droning system that they've got in place. This disposition matrix. That it's no wonder that on one hand, Romney in the debate. Uh, well, in fact, I have. Uh, I have his uh, his quote here about the drones, which I thought was fascinating how it was set up. Here we go. Listen to how Bob Schieffer sets up the questions about drones. Thank you, uh, Governor, because we know uh, President Obama's position on this. What is, his, what is your position on the use of drones? Now, do we, do we really know President Obama's position on the drones? How, how, come, how come Bob Schieffer said that, John? Oh, that's interesting. That's a great catch. I was like, that's not a great catch. <laughs> no, that, I'm that's sorry. Great- <laughs> that was the definition of a great catch. But I was like, wow. You know, I mean, we, of course, here at No Agenda do know his, uh, his position on drones. I have two words for you. Predator drones. <laughs> you will never see it coming. You think I'm joking? All right, so I guess that's what Bob Schieffer was referring to, that uh, the president is so uh, sexually uh, excited by killing people with drones that he even makes jokes about killing the Jonas Brothers with drones. And here is Romney's uh, uh, opinion. Well, I believe that we should use any and all means necessary to take out uh, people who pose a threat to us and our friends around the world. 
And uh, it's widely reported that drones are being used in drone strikes, and I support that entirely and feel the president was right to up the usage of that technology and believe that we should continue to use it to continue to go after the people who represent a threat to this nation. And, to and there you have it. Uh, let me also know. Yeah, but, but the, you know, he still went to the president for the question about drones. Well, keep in mind, our strategy wasn't just going after bin Laden. <laughs> what? You didn't even use a drone on bin Laden. We've created partnerships throughout the region. Oh, he, had, well, he just slipped the bin Laden thing in gratuitously. Yeah. Extremism in Somalia, in Yemen, in Pakistan. And what we've also done is engage these governments in the kind of reforms that are actually going to make a difference in people's lives day to day. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. So he didn't answer the question about drones. He, he was given a complete free pass by Schieffer, A, by saying, well, we already know what the president thinks. And then when he didn't answer the question, Schieffer didn't say, oh, excuse me, how about the drones? You are killing people with the drones. You're killing people. So, he, he, you know, there was like, that was, that was really horrible moderation. Uh, but, of course, Bob Schieffer is also the guy that said this. Uh, because you talked about uh, Pakistan and what needs to be done there. General Allen, our commander in Afghanistan, says that Americans continue to die at the hands of groups who are supported by Pakistan. We know that Pakistan has arrested the doctor who helped us catch Obama's uh, bin Laden. Uh, it still <laughs> provides safe haven for terrorists. I thought I was going to pee my pants. And I, and I and I watched the uh, the debate on C-SPAN, which uh, and we'll get to this in a second, which only had the split screen, which is significant. <laughs> but before we get to that, after the debate, uh, I think it was MSNBC talked to former um, New York Governor George Pataki, who was a total stooge. And here it comes. Stand in complete agreement with the president. No, I'm, I'm, the president. You know, I, I was just watching the comment, Lawrence, and I think we saw two different debates. He, he agreed on drones, and I think the American people agree on drones. What about the but withdrawal? Also, what? Now, this is getting silly. The American people agree on drones? Where's his information coming from, perhaps? How about this? I don't even know that's ever been surveyed. Ah, well, just just out today, conveniently. Oh! Throughout Monday night's final debate between President Obama and hopeful Mitt Romney, viewers watching it on their Xbox 360 consoles were allowed to participate in a live poll. And this was uh, 20,000 people. So this is not a small poll. <laughs> no, but it's self-selecting with the Xbox. Duh, yeah, duh. But this is now the news. So when asked, do you support more use of drone aircraft to attack suspected terrorists? How many percent responded? Yes, John. What do you think? I would say 75%. Ooh, wow. 72%. Of course, these are the same losers who sit there flying their pretend drones and flying <laughs> right, on the Xbox. flight simulator on That's the Xbox. That's a great, by the way, if, if, to think about it, if you want a high number, that idea is genius. It's beautiful. And, but now Find it's news. Find a bunch news. of Nintendo or Xbox users and ask them. And now it's news. Now it's news. Um, no, uh, I got a whole other thing from Morning Joe on drones. And but by I'll the way, you know, just this, you know, you should go to that. But let me... Just say, a lot of this is presented isn't presented probably. If you presented it as a as the drones being a threat to you, yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. could get a different. And they are. Uh, well, here's a. Would you not think your city police should have these drones in your neighborhood? Yeah, flying over your watching house, watching you, flying over your house. 
So so here's a um, so one of the the guys from wearechange.org went up to Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Now, ah. if you don't know who Debbie Wasserman Schultz is, uh, she is the uh, the the chairwoman, the chairperson of the Democratic National Committee. So she's kind of in charge of all the, the Democrats. And she's just annoying. I, I mean, is there any other way to – I mean, if – She's if she, extremely annoying. What, what's the name of this website again? The change, we Are Changed. We Are Changed. We Are Changed. You're not going to have this video on there, I don't think. I just want to look at it. Yeah. Well, We Are Changed is kind of like a precursor to – you know, it's like a, a part of the Ron Paul movement in a way. I'd say precursor to that. So it's it's been around, but they they get into good events. This guy, I forget his name. Uh, you can look it up in the show notes four five five at nashownotes.com. And he asked Debbie Wasserman Schultz a very poignant question about the drones and the kill list. President Romney becomes president. He's going to inherit President Barack Obama's secret kill list. This is going to be debated. How do you think Romney will handle this kill list, and are you comfortable with him having a kill list? I have no idea what you're talking about. Obama has a secret kill list, which he has used to assassinate different people all over the world. I'm happy to answer any serious questions Why you is have? that not serious? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course you don't. <laughs> I don't know about no of kill list. Of course you don't. <laughs> I don't I like know that line. I don't know about no kill list. <laughs> yeah, of course you don't. I don't know about no kill list. I, I the um the the morning Joe clip. I'll save that uh, for Sunday because it's rather long. I'd rather get kind of into the debate for a second because I picked up. I, I saw a tweeter from you saying that you know there wasn't all that much and maybe we shouldn't discuss that much. But before we get to the actual television coverage, which I I know I'm dying to talk about with you, a couple choice clips from. The debate itself. Um, first of all, uh, President Obama's um, military plan uh, surprised me somewhat. But when it comes to our military, what we have to think about is not you know, just budgets. We've got to think about capabilities. We need to be thinking about cybersecurity. We need to th- be thinking about space. That- oh, really? Now, th- does this not immediately validate my cuckoo uh, uh, theory about space wars? Doesn't validate your space wars thing at all. He wants to, but have, I can see where you'd think that. Well, what's our space thing? We have to be thinking about cyber, cyber, and space. I don't know. Come on, I don't know what he's talking about with cyber. I think he's just <laughs> blowing smoke. I think he's just saying these words. He's throwing words out. Did you hear him throw this one out? The, the central question. <laughs> Did you hear him do that? Yeah, I thought that was genius that he threw out the central question. But um, there was a setup. Once again, there had to be a... Uh, a By the way, how do you have a central question? Is it, is it in the middle of something? Or <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, well, you want to hear the whole answer? Let's see. What yeah, I want to hear what the central question is. Well, he did actually have a central question. The, the well, that's central good. central question at this point is going to be who is going to be credible to all parties involved... And they can look at my track record, whether it's Iran sanctions, whether it's dealing with counterterrorism, whether it's supporting democracy, whether it's supporting women's rights, whether it's supporting religious minorities. And they can say that the president of the United States and the United States of America has stood on the right side of history. So do you know what the central question is? Yeah. Yeah. Who's more credible, him or Romney? That's the central question. So there was there was a tell. In, uh, of course, the zinger 
This is what uh, this is what our debates have come down to in America. Besides the fact that these are staged sideshows, uh, we can only talk. Wait, we're just waiting for. Where's the zinger? Where's the zinger? Was that always called a zinger, John? A zinger? Yeah, I think the zinger term goes back into the, the early 1900s. Yeah. A zinger. Let me look at the etymology of zinger. This is I know I've heard it since I was a little kid. Well, early, Although I think early, it's become more popular. Early 1900s. No, it says here, a cruel quip. Earlier it was baseball slang for a fastball in 1957. But 1970, apparently, is when the phrase oh, zinger well, came to be. News to me. Okay. Well, that's the etymology at... at, at at etmonline.com. There may be, a, there may be a, a better... Let me see. This is the dictionary.com. They may have a better version so, of it. That's okay. I think. All right. All right. So, so do you, you, did you watch the, beget, the pre-debate when, they, when the heads of the debate committee well, came out? Can, and, I, can I do my, my zinger first? Oh, yeah, zinger. Yeah. So, here, so here's the setup for the zinger. But, but Obama makes a mistake, which tells me... That this was rehearsed and he was waiting for it, and uh, and then he botched it. I don't. Th- well, I don't think Obama botched it. I don't think he botched it really, other than it was dumb and childish. Is older. Excuse me. Our Navy is smaller now than any time since 1917. The- okay, so he uh, Romney said. And by the way, he's got all kinds of buddies who build ships, which was Ms. Mickey's immediate observation. Why is he talking about the Navy? Was he build ships now? I'm like, yeah, probably. Uh, so Obama comes back. What was the year again, John? What this is twenty twelve? No, the year that Romney just mentioned in that clip. I don't remember. Jeez, you're in the debate. He's talking about it's World important. War One it's or something. Excuse me. Our Navy is smaller now than any time since nineteen seventeen. Now you're in. You're in the debate, right. and you hear him say that. Are you going to answer with nineteen seventeen? Oh, I see what you're saying. And less secure. Bob, I just need to comment on this. First of all, the sequester is not something that I proposed. It's something that Congress has proposed. It will not happen. The budget that we're talking about is not reducing our military spending. It's maintaining it. But uh, I think Governor Romney maybe uh, hasn't spent enough time looking at how our military works. You, You mentioned the Navy, for example, and that we have fewer ships than we did in 1916. So I think that... Oh, think, that's very, you know, I missed that. He was he was ready for it. It was rehearsed because this joke, this is not something, this is, the, I'm sorry, the, your president is just not this good. This was written and it was written well, but the way he delivered it would have been great on The Tonight Show or on uh, on Letterman or Jon Stewart, but not in the debate. It came across, he came across as a total condescending a-hole. Well, Governor, we also have fewer horses and bayonets because the nature of our military... Ah, audience violation! You laugh, you made a noise, audience violation, be quiet! ...has changed. We have these things called aircraft carriers where planes land on them. We have these ships that go underwater, nuclear submarines. And so the question... So, you know, the, the, I think... Yeah, it's very condescending. Oh, I mean, the, 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 the portions and bayonets, okay, that was, it was a funny line. But then they continued to follow on yeah, with no, the aircraft. Yeah, then piled on. Yeah, no, and it was written, and he, he blew it. I think he blew it by doing that, and I think that, um, uh, again, you've got these... Uh, this is why I'm saying that this, this was a, not a good debate for the president. Well, uh, you know, I, I disagree. Um, 
these debates at this point, uh, for one thing, they had uh, both a World Series game and Monday Night Football take 20 million people away from this audience immediately. Yeah. And those are essentially the uh, people who are the swing voters because, you know, they're just normal people. The all you had left. All wait, you wait had a minute. Left, what do you mean normal people? What do you mean yeah. normal people? They're just normal, normal people. people. watch football and baseball when they have a chance, if, if given a choice. They're the drones. Between watching these two assholes and watching a, a good sporting event, That's that is especially the World Series, or just it was, I think it was the playoff Well, then game. let's say, let's put it this way. Then these were probably people who had jobs. And they probably did have jobs. Yeah. But here's the point. The the, the it's just it's playing to the to the audience. I mean, if you watched and I tried to watch both sides of this, and I do it. If you watch current TV or MSNBC, oh, he's so funny, and he had that line, and Romney didn't know what to do about it, and he made Romney look like an idiot. Yeah. He had the Ed Schultzes of the world going, oh, he's an, oh, Romney was taken to the cleaners by <laughs> by Obama. He knocked down. And then you had the same thing in the opposite way on Fox. There is nobody that watched this thing. This was a meaningless event. Now, the thing that was interesting that we picked up on, and a couple of our producers uh, emailed us about this, and I noticed this immediately because, again, I watched the the C-SPAN feed, which is is not a great television event because they don't switch. All they do is they show you a split screen, Romney left, Obama right. The split screen was mostly used on the other things too. Oh. Let me back up then. The problem that we had, if you, because I looked at this the first during the first debate, and in the first debate, they had two different feed. They had a couple of different kinds of feeds, and and people were using one of the two. And they and the uh, there was a full view of everything that was used on C-SPAN and PBS, and then all the networks used the split screen. I think somewhere along the line, they decided that you want to consolidate to one look, and everybody had the split Can screen. Can I ask you a, 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 a Curry Devorah Consulting Group question? Because here's something I don't understand in the split screen. Um, it is a... It is almost a an unwritten, maybe it is, even is a written rule in television programming, production, and broadcasting. If you're doing a split screen, you do not have the two subjects looking out of screen, but you have them looking into the screen. Why is this consistently done differently in these debates? Why are they looking away from each other instead of towards each other? Which is the natural way that they are actually sitting? Well... For one thing, they're they're they got them on the screen in the way they're they're sitting. But I think they're shooting cro- they're shooting cross camera. Well, they are, but they don't have to do that. They, no, no, they're not shooting cross camera. No, I think they, that yeah, no, they have the. No, they're uh, not shooting cross camera. Otherwise, you would have what I'm talking no, about. No, no, what you just said, they have to be shooting cross camera to get that effect. You no, have the no, to be no, looking. no. Think again. You're no, you're incorrect. They are. They're shooting it from no, different no, angles. No. no, no. Here, look. Let's take a look at the diet. Let's look at the desk. Now you have Romney on the left and Obama on the right, right. and and Schieffer in the middle. If you have a straight on shot of Romney from the, from, from looking at Schieffer or looking at Obama, he's going to be looking toward the middle. And the same thing with Obama. Oh, I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. It's an extreme cross, is what it is. Yeah, they it's got an extreme these guys. Cross. These are yeah. the cameras that are way off stage yeah. and yeah. they're zoomed in. Extreme cross. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. So it's an unnatural, it's a very unnatural way to watch because you, you see them come in, you see that they're looking at each other in real life, but they're looking away from each other in the video. Why is this decision made? 
Well, I think the reason is because there's only, for one thing, this one was done by ABC, by the way. They, but all the debates have been, been this way, John. All of them. Yeah, I know. And here's why, why I think. I think they're trying to make Obama look bigger than he is. Well, this and is, you, this so is what we noticed, ha- yeah. So you have to have the cameras off off axis. They can't be anywhere really. You can't have three cameras lined up right down the right down the gut. So you have these two cameras way off axis, and those are the two cameras that come in on the on the on the split screen shots. And then when you go to one, all of a sudden you go to the the the, the Schieffer shot. Then you can call for a full desk shot from the left camera that is positioned low. So you end up with Obama looking bigger and at a distance than right. uh, than Romney, and then the other camera uh, is positioned in the other way, the opposite way. So so Romney looks smaller because it was made to look as if Obama's a big, huge bruiser. Yep. And if you looked at the, the top of their heads, which should be lined up uh, by virtue equally, of the way equally. they set up these things. Yeah, because they, they changed the chair height, so the two yeah. heads should be exactly at the same level if you put a ruler on your screen, and it's not. And in Obama's re- head is higher. And it's in like reality, a- um, Obama's head is, I think, probably two hat sizes smaller than Romney's. The guy has a, small, has a small head. Yeah, he doesn't have the big giant head like Romney does. <laughs> the big water head. Clutch, clutch. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm Romney. Oh, it doesn't work on the noise gate. Anyway. But, I mean, that's the problem with all this stuff. I mean, the, they were almost shut down on this debate uh, because they, the guy came out at the beginning uh, the, from the debate council, and he went on about, well, you know, they were going to have a uh, an injunction against the debate by some sort of, some candidate who wisely decided against it at the last minute. So we're having the debate. They were actually going to shut this thing down, and it was uh, obviously... What uh, injunction? For what reason? On what grounds? Because uh, they wouldn't let uh, uh, our friend uh, Gary Johnson in the debate. Oh, okay. Well, good luck with that. That was never going to happen. No, when but they apparently it was pretty close to shutting down the debate. Now, I it was close. I would have given uh, Romney... A lot of points, but he did exactly what the president uh, has done before. And and this shows me that neither of the we already heard the president make this. I call it a mistake. And now Romney did it. So neither of both of these gentlemen are constitutionally unqualified to lead this country. Here's Romney's version of why is the highest responsibility of the president of the United States, which is to maintain the safety of the American people. That is not the highest responsibility of the president of the United States. It is not the number one priority. It is not what you are set out to be. The number one job of the president of the United States is to uphold and defend the Constitution. Both these guys do not say that. No, they'll never will because these two guys are essentially rogues, uh, which has been the case with all the recent presidents. And by the way, I should mention my daughter, who's up in college, she uh, in, uh, in Oregon, she said that, uh, that all the students have voted already. Yeah, early voting, sure. They have a lot of early voting. And and Mimi <laughs> says, that, well, she voted for Gary Johnson. Good. Good. And I said, wow, that's pretty interesting. And then she said the kicker was apparently all the kids did. Explain how this 
early voting works. I, I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I think it's uh, if we're probably while we're all talking about voter fraud is actually happening now because we're not looking at it. Has this always been this way where you can just go well, in and California, vote whenever you want? Always, in California, you've always been able to file an what's called an absentee ballot. Yes. Okay. You and can an do absentee that. ballot yeah. is early voting. So now that's been institutionalized but it doesn't in some get, states. Right, but it doesn't get counted. It gets counted. But an, I mean, it doesn't get counted. And it doesn't get counted. It doesn't get counted until election day. Well, that's what they say. So, so, you're, but an absentee ballot is so. So, you're telling me now. Let me finish. Okay. So, in Washington State, they've institutionalized this. So, essentially, and by the way, there was a rumor uh, going around around the country that Romney's son has been buying up all the all the. Uh, uh, voting machine companies, yeah, no. which is bogus. And then, and, and then they named the states, and Washington was one of them. Washington hasn't used the voting machine ever. You want it, Washington you're... is essentially mail-in votes. Well, listen to this. So if that were really true, explain this report. County, some say if they didn't double-check... Hold on. Their work, their vote would not have counted. Good evening. Thank you for being with us. Early voting, of course, in full swing. But this evening, we're hearing about some concerns inside the voting booth. That's right. Election leaders, they're saying it's not a big deal, just simple tweaks needed on some machines. Our Brandon, Lives joins, Brandon Jones joins us live tonight in Greensboro. And Brandon, you talked with a voter who says she punched her choice for president several times before the machine even accepted it. Yeah, that's right, Neil. Sheryl Cromales told us that she cast her vote for Governor Romney, but every time she did, it went for President Obama. Now, the Guilford County Board of Elections... <laughs> so that's that's Romney's son did a good job on that one. Hey, hey, hey boss. Our theory was they've always been trying to blow the election up. Hey, boss, yeah, this is proof of our theory. Hey, boss, I did it. I, boss, dad, boss, I got I got rigged the voting machines. Yeah, so when they vote for you, boss, dad, then they go to Obama. <laughs> What? <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, uh, so early, so early this voting thing. You know, this is really great for our show. We should have more presidential elections. <laughs> I have more. I have more. Did you watch? Yeah, the, well, did you watch the third party debates? No, I did not. Oh. No, that that had, I, why should I watch it? Oh. I got my. I've made my selection. Well, then let me play the best. I was surprised. What's the guy O'Donnell on? Uh, is he on MSNBC? Chris O'Donnell, Lance, Lance O'Donnell, Lance O'Donnell, Larry. Oh. Maybe it's Peter. Larry. That's that's Larry. Yeah, Larry. Larry O'Donnell, that guy. He's a total douchebag. Well, when you hear what he had to say, and the piece he did on the third party elections, it was like he he's going to hell, but he still wanted to try and maybe maybe on the off chance he could get maybe a. Maybe just a visit to heaven on weekends. And imagine if Congress passed a bill that the president signed that allowed indefinite detention without charge or trial. That would be issue one at any presidential debate, wouldn't it? The media's favorite debate moderator, Martha Raddatz, would have forced a full discussion of that one at the vice presidential debate, wouldn't she? Well, Congress did pass that law last year, and President Obama signed it, and he never mentioned it on his list of accomplishments in any of the debates. And he was never asked about it, not by the media's second favorite debate moderator, Candy Crowley, and not by Mitt Romney. It never came up. 
at the two-party presidential debates. No one pressed the president on how he could possibly sign a bill like that into law, and no one pressed Mitt Romney about why repealing that law is not on his day one list. If that law worries you, if it concerns you in any way, your concern, your interest in that law is not represented by either of the two major parties. But at last night's debate, that law was called the very definition of tyranny. That spells tyranny. It's the very definition of tyranny. I would have vetoed the National Defense Authorization Act, allowing for you and I as U.S. citizens to be arrested and detained without being charged. This is unallowable and is a basic offense against the very foundation of American liberty. And it should be repealed. One sentence answer, Larry. If I were president, I would have vetoed NDAA. This is pretty good so far. I mean, this this is an actual Larry O'Donnell piece on uh, MSNBC. In the instantly immortal words of Larry King, we're on drugs. The media is feeding you a drug called the two-party system. Big media is incapable of covering a political landscape that is more complicated than the two-party system. Big media does not have the resources or the interest or the intellectual capacity to cover something more complicated than the two-party system. Did someone... Did someone they, but what? That's bullshit. They do have the resources. Yeah, of course they do. He's just peeing. Someone peed in his Cheerios or something. I don't know. He's like, yeah, maybe he didn't get a raise. Two-party system and the Electoral College have conspired to make most voters feel irrelevant. Wait a minute. Is Larry O'Donnell a conspiracy theorist? Is he? Is he? Cons- <laughs> he's talking about conspiring now? To the outcome of the presidential election. The major party candidates ignore most states and they ignore most voters most of the time and then we act surprised <laughs> he goes into this whole tirade about how they only campaign in eight states and no one gives a crap and i think what he's trying to do is say that the entire idea of the electoral college is a is a broken system i think that's, well, that's, that's interesting because i wrote a I wrote a column that i actually published on the blog and i'll link to it in the next newsletter oh, it's great. not it and what i Claimed, and I got nothing but grief for this, by the way. Ah, bull crap, nobody's there. Ah. But with my. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me see. Is that comment number four? <laughs> the almost uh, comments. Bull crap, yeah. <clears throat> my argument is that at some point, the media itself, because it's so greedy and it needs so much advertising money, that the media in those any of those states like California and these other states where we don't get any of the big money for the campaigns mm-hmm. because it's, it's all being spent in Ohio or Virginia or wherever right, there's, right, a, right, there's right. a swing. We get none of it. I don't see. I have not seen one advertisement for Romney or Obama oh, no. this whole time. Oh no, you don't see it here in Texas either. I mean, that's, that's, that's obvious. <laughs> money that could be that's money that could be spent here that's not being spent here, and they're going to kill eventually. And this is just one of the forays. This guy here, he's a stooge for all this stuff. They're going to kill the electoral electoral college because it's not, it's not the money's not being spread around evenly, so, and that's what's going to happen. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. So that's not a good thing then, because the electoral college is part of the system that is supposed to work very well for us. The, the electoral college is set up to be a um, kind of a in case everything goes. Uh, 
goes crazy mm-hmm. and Hitler's elected, <laughs> they can they can say no, Hitler's not elected. It's it's a it's a check. It's a it's a oh, it's a, po- that, a poison pill. Is what you're saying? It's well, it's not even a poison pill, but it is designed to prevent some sort of abuse. And um, so that they can they it's, so, it's a goner. I don't hold on, believe hold on, for hold on, a minute. I that. just want to understand. I just want to understand. So the elector the electoral college. Uh, and, and the way I understand it to work is, uh, so if, um, if blue wins, then they will all, the electoral college will go, oh, it's blue. Uh, but that is only their honor bound obligation. If they feel that, uh, blue is Hitler, then they can say, oh, no, no, it's red. Is that what you're saying? Te- technically, technically, they can do that. Technically. That's a pretty good system. Yeah. But we need to become, uh, we need to become, uh, electorates. What are they called? Electoral dudes? I don't know how you get that job. Electrolytes. We have to become <laughs> electrolytes. How do you become an electrolyte? It's probably a drinking club that we can't get into. It's pro- Whatever the case. Yeah. Whatever the case, the way it works now is that California, you know you know in advance that California is going to vote for Obama no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And so all the California electoral votes will go to Obama. And so there's no reason to advertise here trying to get some of those votes because it's like winner take all. Right. So California, all the votes go in. So and all and so there's only a few states where it's up for grabs, right. and that's where all the money goes. And I just don't see media putting up with this forever. It's like there's money being. I mean, I would if I got any common sense, I'm buying a newspaper in Ohio and just doing a crappy newspaper, and then when election time comes, I'm soaking up as much money as I can. I mean, that's smart money. Why would I want a newspaper in California if I can't get any money? So then, so then, what is your uh, predicted outcome? Just so I understand exactly, the electoral college will be abolished for a popular vote. Huh? And once there's a popular vote, then everyone they have to advertise everywhere. You, every vote you really, you really think that's going to happen? That's such a that's. I mean, that's it's a, not happening tomorrow, but that's exactly <laughs> what Larry. Will, Larry, O'Donnell was Larry. Uh, talking at Lawrence. That's, well, that, that's what I thought was so funny is that Larry O'Donnell, uh, Lawrence, his, yeah. We'll call him Larry. Leslie. Leslie O'Donnell, because it's such an in-between name. Leslie O'Donnell is saying this because of the whole money situation. He doesn't give a crap about the uh, about the third parties. He doesn't give a crap. The, the rest of his entire tirade is all about, I vote in California. No one cares. My vote doesn't count. Yeah, he represents media. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You know he plays he plays his role as a as a left wing you know everybody all Republicans should die I mean essentially <laughs> Ed Schultz is the best at this by the way yeah and uh, then he gets paid a good salary and he goes home and he you know beats his wife I, mean, I don't know what he oh, does oh John hey you know what you got to be very careful because in the United Kingdom if you say that you can be arrested yeah I know in fact. Shut up. Slay. Let's move on to another topic here because this is. And by the way, no, none of these guys beat their wives because I don't think they have enough. I don't even think they're married. <laughs> um, sorry, 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 went off the track. Yeah. So there's a lot. To, I apologize. There's a lot going on here in 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 Britain where the uh, the United Nations um, evil plan is already in effect. People are now being arrested and put in jail for telling abhorrent jokes on Facebook, for wearing anti-police T-shirts, and just being mean. Oh, for just being mean, you can be thrown in jail? Well, let me give you three examples. Well, that would be, that sounds like a very pleasant place to visit. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me give you three examples, and then we'll go into this document that I've read, which uh, is, is, I don't think we will celebrate another five years of this show. 
Let's put it that way. Uh, so here is the first one. On October 11, Barry Thew, a 39-year-old man from Manchester, was sentenced to eight months in jail for the crime of wearing a T-shirt that said, One Less Pig, Perfect Justice. Now, this was uh, he wore this shirt a few hours after two police officers were shot dead in Manchester on September 18th. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, well, so, so, you know, it's not nice, but he wore this T-shirt that said one less pig, perfect justice. And he was arrested and now has been convicted to eight months in jail for wearing this T-shirt T-shirt. Um, October 8th, Matthew Woods, a teenager from Lancashire, was jailed for three months for writing a joke on his Facebook page. Um, A five-year-old Welsh girl uh, called April Jones was missing, and Matthew Woods decided to make some jokes about it, writing on his Facebook stuff like, quote, who in their right mind would abduct a ginger kid? (laughs) Yes. It's not nice. No, it's not nice. It's not and nice. Said, you get some some this this sick hatred for redheads that you find in the uh, in, in, in the uh, in yeah. England, yeah. Britain. Yeah. They to- they That's because to- they hate the Irish and the Irish and, and Scots. Right, but the whole thing is 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 whack. Yeah, no, I get the joke. It's just sick. Yeah, uh, so you can't do sick jokes. July seventeenth, uh, July, a seventeen-year-old boy was arrested and questioned by police after he sent insulting tweets to British Olympic diver Tom Daly. Seventeen-year-old was spared jail, but issued a an har- a harassment warning. Um, and March twenty in March, twenty one year old student Liam Stacy was sentenced to fifty six days in jail for making crude jokes on Twitter about a then very ill footballer called Fabrice Muamba. So none of this that I'm hearing here is really socially acceptable that these people are doing. Hold on. What is this? Go away! Don't you know I have a show? My fifth anniversary show, douche. Um, that's the guy who always get me, gets me the voiceover auditions. It's obvious how involved he is in my career. <laughs> I thought it was Rachel from Card Services. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so none of this is socially acceptable or nice, but it is now illegal in the United Kingdom. And was it not? Uh, was it not? Who, who said? Uh, uh, you know, about your right to free speech, even though I disagree with what you say, I will defend your right to say it to the death. Was that Francis Bacon or who was that? No, no, it wasn't Francis Bacon. Peter O'Toole? I don't know. Someone said well, it. I, we do the same. We don't do this. We do a different version of this. I mean, we use political pressure. Ah, I think for- ah, ah, hold on, though. Hold on. Because now using nicknames is now going to be deemed a form of bullying, which also will be deemed illegal. And I know why in this Britain? is... Oh, yeah. It, depending on the nickname. Like calling what? like calling Hillary Clinton Lucifer. I'm telling you, I'm, this is, this is not That's time. a compliment. <laughs> it's a step up. <laughs> it's a step up from the hell spawn that she really is. So there's this new document came out, um, which, and, and, you know, we've talked about agenda... So you call somebody Four Eyes. Hey, Four Eyes, no. come over here with the ball. No, it's, all of this is going to be outlawed. It will become illegal. It will, John. <laughs> it will. But certainly the Lucifer or call, how about douchebag? Do you think that... Oh, the douchebag, douchebag thing is totally... It's over. It's violation. It's total, it's total violation of all... Can you imagine if you, if I say, hey, the Prime Minister of Britain, David Cameron, is a douchebag... 
If yeah, I ha- get thrown in jail. I can get thrown in jail. I can be refused access yeah, to the like country. this is like England in the 1400s. Yeah, but this is coming from the United Nations and the harmonization of international law. We've spoken about Agenda 21. And, and Agenda 21 is this huge document, which, John, I believe you recently just printed it out just for shits and giggles. And, and you filled can, a room. Yeah, you can wallpaper the bathroom with it. And it is not law per se, but it is a guideline that that then there are committees in every single country that is a member of the United Nations, which is all the important ones. And they use this as guidelines and it propagates. And these people are so hypnotized and they love their little little government jobbies so much because, you know, what else are you going to do? But just you love both, whatever, that it becomes law after a while. So there is the internet version of Agenda 21, and this document is 158 pages, and after 40 pages, I gave up and said, we we don't have enough show in the universe to read everything that is so messed up about this document from the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, the UNODC. The document is the use of the internet... For terrorist purposes. But it's, but it's very important that the use of the internet, little sub, subline, for terrorist purposes. And I do need to read a couple of things I've highlighted for your pleasure, John, because this will show. Now, this document is a mixture of case law, jurisprudence, and, uh, um, and suggestive legislative language so this goes beyond what agenda 21 does this actually says in this country like britain this was this is illegal that is illegal that is illegal we need to harmonize that so that everyone adheres to the same rules because of course the internet is one global network so this is i'm showing you now hear me now believe me later there will be no october 26 2017 because we will not be on the air with this program. I hate to say it, but it's not going to happen. Uh, just right off the bat, the, the introduction on the inside cover of this, of this brochure, a statement from Ban Ki-moon, Secretary General. The Internet is a prime example of how terrorists can behave in a truly transnational way. In response, states need to think and function in an equally transnational manner. Now think about what he's saying there. Because the internet is global, we have to think and function in an equally global manner, which means harmonize all the rules. United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime plays a key role in providing assistance to member states in furtherance of its mandate to strengthen the capacity of national criminal justice systems. Are you following me here, John? Yeah. So they set up a working group, the working group on countering, on countering the use of the Internet for terrorist purposes of the Counterterrorism Implementation Task Force, which somewhere my invitation must have gotten lost in the mail. It's aimed at coordinating the activities of the United Nations systems in support of the United Nations global counterterrorist strategy. And here it comes. Member states resolved, which means agreed, to coordinate efforts at the international and regional levels to counter terrorism in all its forms and manifestations on the Internet and use the Internet as a tool for countering the spread of terrorism while recognizing that states may require assistance in this regard. 
Here come here come it comes the cavalry. But it's they're wearing black outfits. They're coming to get you on the internet. They're using the internet to combat terrorism. But what exactly is terrorism? John, do you think we could define uh, uh, means by which the Internet is utilized by terrorist groups? For instance, what is the number one way the Internet is used for terrorist groups according to this document? Email. (laughs) In fact, email is number three, but let's start with propaganda. (laughs) Propaganda is number one. Primary use of the Internet by terrorists is for dissemination of propaganda. Propaganda generally takes the form of multimedia communications, providing ideological or practical instruction, explanations, justification, or promotion of terrorist activities. These may include... We have a, uh, <laughs> a pancake breakfast for you terrorists on Sunday. It's a two-for-one. We got pancakes with a fried egg on top. These may include virtual messages, presentations, magazines, treatises, audio and video files, and video games developed by terrorist organizations organizations or sympathizers. You can be a sympathizer, you see. Nevertheless, what constitutes terrorist propaganda as opposed to legitimate advocacy of a viewpoint is often a subjective assessment. Further, the dissemination of propaganda is generally not in and of itself a prohibited activity. However, (laughs) other exclusions. Oh, here it is. One commonly accepted exclusion with respect to the right to freedom of expression is the prohibition against the distribution of certain categories of sexually explicit content. Certain categories. They don't even mention which ones. The prohibition of which is deemed to be in the public interest in order to protect certain vulnerable groups. Wow. What could that be? It could be anything. Yeah, well, they're hinting as kitty porn. Uh, yeah, other exclusions, all of which must be provided for by law and shown to be necessary, may include communications that are clearly detrimental to the protection of national security and communications that are both intended and likely to incite acts of violence against individuals or specific groups of individuals. I, you know, this. How can you define these things? Well, it sounds like. Well, give us just give us the list. What was the number two item? Ah, uh, geez, that, that well, that was number two. Oh, I thought it was, number, it was propaganda. It was number one, and that sounded like propaganda. Well, this is no. This is these are the sub points of propaganda. You don't want. No, to, I want to know the three main things. Propaganda. What's number two? Okay, hold on. I'm going down. If email's number three, it's, what's number two? Well, no, no. Well, email was that a specific number two is financing. This is how they. This is how they take away our donations. Online payment facilities offered through dedicated websites or communication oh. platforms make it easy to transfer funds electronically between parties. All right. Well, these guys are crazy. Funds transferred often made by electronic wire transfer. Here it is: credit card, alternative payment facilities such as PayPal or Skype. Apparently, you can, oh, you can. Oh, I didn't know. That's interesting. Skype has a payment facility. I didn't know that. Uh huh. So these guys are so so uh, on top of things that Skype. Somehow, as a payment mm-hmm. facility, can you tell me where that payment facility can be found, Adam? It, well, it's it's right near the call button, which you can't find either. Number three is training. I thought number three was email. No, no, I'm getting to email. That was a subsection. Number three is training. <laughs> 
The platforms of the internet act as a virtual training camp. Now, this, okay, I've had enough of this. <laughs> Why? These guys are just lunatics. Yeah, but they've got all this, they've got all of the jurisprudence. We have to fight this bull crap from the get-go. Okay. Jeez. Can I just say preparatory secret communications, which is number 22 under point three. Here it is. A simple online email account may be used by terrorists for electronic or virtual dead dropping of communications. Oh, please. This refers to the creation of a draft message which remains unsent and therefore leaves minimal electronic traces, but which may be accessed from any Internet terminal worldwide by multiple individuals with the relevant password. Dread, dead dropping of email messages. Oh, yeah. These guys have been watching too many movies. Well, it's 138 pages of it. And you well, watch. It's about the size of a, a two-hour script. And it's... <laughs> two hours and ten minutes, to be exact. Well, it's... This is... You're going to see that this is going to become law. I'll just do the last one, point sixty-four. The Council of Europe, these are the guys who can help you out with it, have also elaborated the additional protocol to the Convention on Cybercrime, which we're a member of, John, concerning the criminalization of acts of a racist and xenophobic nature committed through computer systems. This is what this is where it's going to be really bad. This additional protocol may also facilitate the prosecution of terrorist acts committed by the interwebs with the intention of inciting violence on the basis of race, color, descent, national or ethnic origin or religion. The additional protocol is open to all contracting states of the Council of Europe, the European Convention on Cybercrime. So you're not going to be able, basically you're going to be able to say if you go online and you want to post something, you'll be able to say Government is great. That's my. That's, that's about it. That's government my, is. <laughs> our government is fantastic. That's my. They, I've got a blog post today. Uh, government rocks. I ate a cheese sandwich <laughs> while thinking about how great our government is. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, so I thought that that the the big attack against this Murdoch bonehead. You know, the the congressman who says, well, you know, it's Mur-Duke. a gift from God his, his name when is a Mur- raped woman gets a baby. His name is Murduke. Murduke. Yeah. He, he uh, and I do have the clip. I thought that the guy may or may not be seen as an idiot, but he has the right to think that and say it. And it's right in line with the rest of this. And everybody, you know, is all over him as some sort of an evil person. He just has an opinion. Well, it's it's being set up the wrong way. But, yeah, we'll listen to the clip. Though we can't show... Oops, sorry. Oops. Well, this is that issue that every candidate for federal or even state office faces. But a new distraction for Romney cropped up in Indiana, where Richard Murdoch, the Republican candidate for Senate, made jaws drop with his comments on why abortion should be outlawed in the case of rape. But I came to realize life is that gift from God, and I think even when life begins in that horrible situation of rape, that it is uh, something that God intended to happen. This fall, I'm supporting Richard Murdoch for Senate. And by the way... If you heard that, they they clipped the Romney thing, right? This is CNN, by the way, the oh, yeah. uh, Wolf oh, yeah. Blitzer. Oh, yeah. Let's let's stick it to Romney. Yeah. Of course, it's possible that there's that this was set up again because I think they're still trying to blow the election. But that's just me. oh, you think that it, it may be well because he did he actually did. Beyond- every time you turn around, one of these idiots shows up with some commentary like this, and I think he has every right in the world to feel this way about anything he wants to. And I and I think that what people then Wasserman Schultz, by the way, was the biggest complainer about this. He Romney should do this and Romney should do that because of this guy. I'm thinking, what do you got to do with it? You're a Democrat. 
But anyway, I found this whole thing to be theater and some sort of a weird kind of transcendent level. Do you, I was reading a um, this is I found this other really interesting website, uh, hillbuzz.com, I think is what it's called. And you know, these are kind of like these whistleblower like websites. There's a couple of them. And uh, I'm trying to see if I can find this, but apparently uh, all of the people who work in the White House and around the administration, you know, all these kids from Chicago, they're all going back to Chicago and they're uh, interviewing for jobs and they're all trying, trying to get a gig because they, they think they're all going to be out of a job come uh, come January. So they're already uh, all going back now. Well, trying just, to, you know, they're nuts. But you never know. Yeah, you, of course you never know. I, I thought that was... I'm not betting on this election, that's for sure. No. No. <laughs> couple of... So, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I got a, a little side thing here, a little humor. Mm-hmm. So I was watching the Apple rollout for their new products, right? Oh, really? Yeah. And the... Uh, yeah, because I write about this sort of thing. It may be a good idea to see what they're up to. That's yeah. okay. You okay. can say whatever you want. Okay. So Tim Cook, I didn't realize it because I've never really seen him do much on the stage because they, you know, they, they stream this one, and I never get invited to these things. I'm blackballed. So uh, so now they're streaming, which they should have been doing for decades. I didn't realize he tries to sound like Steve Jobs mm-hmm. when he talks. He literally tr- sounds like Steve Jobs, as a matter of fact. Tries to sound like him, and he walks around back and forth. He wears Steve Jobs' outfit. He's just, he, no, that's not true. He did not wear a turtleneck. He had. Well, he's got a Steve Jobs look. It, let's put it this way. beside the point. It's not so a good I, look for an old man, is what it is. No, I'm surprised I ain't got a ponytail. So <laughs> that's what he needs. And so uh, he makes this comment, which is a Steve Jobs kind of thing, and it just makes him sound like an idiot. It's a non sequitur. It's a stupid thing to say, and I and I clipped it. I went, "Oh, brother! Why is iPad so phenomenally successful?" Well, it turns out that there's a simple reason for this. People love their iPads. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try that tonight. Honey, I love you. It's simple because I love you. It's why I love you. Don't you love me because you love me? What a do- Hold on. Hold on a second. Douchebag. Yeah, but let me tell you. The whole company talks like jobs. Because I did not watch this thing. Uh, because, you know, I you know, it was like, duh. We all know it was, an, uh, it was an iPad mini, which apparently is what I've been carrying around. I have an iPad mini. It's called the Galaxy Note. And guess what? It's a phone, too. What a bonus. I have a big, that's what you should write about. I got a big bonus. But I watched the video, um, uh, which I, I always have to watch is, oh, I'm Johnny Ives. I'm Johnny Ives. I'm bloody interesting and I'm really, really smart. And so I created it. The iPad was designed to be very powerful, very capable. Powerful. But also remarkably simple. Simple. It's simple. So what do we do? So our goal was to take all the amazing Amazing. things you can do the full-size iPad. Oh, and make it smaller. A product that is so much smaller. Oh, my God. I'm Johnny Ive. I made it smaller. iPad mini. One of the things that makes iPads so incredible. So incredible. There's Michael almost Chow. no end to what you can do with it. No end to what you can do so with it. So we decided to make the iPad. These people all talk like jobs. 
We love our company. We love the iPad. It's so beautiful. We didn't just make it smaller. We designed the program, the entire product from the bottom up. It's thinner. How, you know, honey, you're only 188 pounds light. This is what, this is what, how much, how much does your wife weigh? Oh, she weighs a hundred. She's 150 pounds light because you're not thick. You're thin in the world of Apple. You know what? Uh, I think this this is finally finally the stumble I've been waiting for to see these arrogant douchebags fall with this product, which no, and they they screwed everybody. Hey, you just bought an iPad? <laughs> it's a new one. <laughs> Six months later, <laughs> it's better crack. Come on, you know you want it. Screw these guys. Well, I didn't expect to go on a rant about it. I just thought it was the dumbest thing I've heard for a while. Well, it's, it's, People it, love it because they love it. It's irritating. And meanwhile, there's a real problem with iOS 6. There is a real data problem. And Apple's ignoring it. Like, they ignore all real problems. And we have people who are... It's, it's costing real people real money. It's costing us money. It's costing us real money. Thank you. We have these, these iOS 6, iPhone 5, iPad 19... Uh, download things going crazy. And, you know, I've reported it and I've reported it to the people inside Apple and say, I'm going to go see if we have an open ticket on this. Open ticket? You should stop the assembly line for this. Uh, oh, well, I'm, yeah, anyway. You know, you know who I'm betting on? Shall I tell you something? Who I, who I, who I am, am thinking is going to be awesome? Yes. Marissa Meyer. I went, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going short on her. I'm going long on Marissa Meyer. And uh, I have been looking, I've been using Yahoo Search. Uh, uh, just to, just, Bing. It doesn't matter what Bing. it doesn't. I don't care what's on the back end. I like the way it's presented. I like the mobile interface. I like what I'm not getting is a bunch of douchebaggy ads everywhere and lame results. So whatever they're doing, I like it. And I think Marissa Meyer, I, th- I think people are going to be surprised about what she can do. I think she's actually got it. Anyway. Who cares? I think yeah, that's what I say. Now I do have another since we're in the beef business. <laughs> so I so I did the, the Twitch show last Sunday, right? And yeah. this guy Scott from Scott Vest, the guy who makes a clothes with millions of pockets. Ugh, you, you know, know I, I saw. I, I can't believe you actually modeled like a douchebag. You were standing. Yeah, there. I did. Yeah. I acted like a douchebag. It was so funny, and the chat room yeah, loved it, it so funny. much. It's beside the point. Can I get to the point? We don't have a lot of time on the show. So I went and he says, you know, you should take, get something, you know, you should. So I said, well, I got the, went to the website, scottvest.com, right? I looked around at the stuff. And so now whatever I do on the internet, on that machine, every single ad, the top banner ad, the side banner ads, the ads at the bottom are Scott Vest ads. Oh? Yeah. Wow. It's like, it's. It's. It sounds to me as though there's. They've sold some idea, and people should do this. Notice this more often. I'm going to do this. Scott Vest. S C O T T V E S T dot com. No. S C O T T E V E S T. And then you start going around USA Today, whatever you go to. They, I guess, there's a cookie there, and they go, "Ah, there's the cookie." This guy looked at the Scott Vest page, so we let's just inundate it with ads. Now I don't know if they're ripping off the Scott Vest guy with these phony ads. Or what the deal is, but it looks it's it's a waste of money, and a waste of real estate, and a waste of advertising inventory on me, uh-huh. and it just never ends. I mean, I have gotten hundreds of these ads, and this reminds me of Rachel from Card Services. I get called by her at least twice a day. 
Okay, so I've gone to Scott. Do I have to click on a couple links here on scottvest.com? No, you, no, no. You, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, just just so they think look like I'm really interested. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm going to have the... Um, oh, they put your picture up from the... That's cool. No, they did? Yeah, look. There's John modeling. This is not good. Psych. I'm psych. I'm just... Oh, very funny. Oh, oh, oh. What a riot. Yeah, you deserve the that. Guy's hilarious. You deserve that. You deserve that. Come on. Now I'm going to go to USA Today, as you uh, recommend. And uh, well, you're, I got an hold on advertisement. It's loading. I'm loading an advertisement here. Uh, Centrum Silver. Uh, apparently the internet thinks I am deficient on my multivitamins. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that USA Today is the best story. But just put it in advance. You've already done the deal. Now wait until <laughs> Sunday. You'll have seen Scott Vest ads by then. <laughs> just wait. Well, I, I guarantee you that uh, the Twit Network is involved in this somehow. It's, you know, I have this ghost ghostery thing. Do you have that ghostery? Yeah, I have Ghostery. Ghostery's good. If if you then see, like, some of these sites, it's like 59. Um, I've had to turn it off. Well, no, you can, because you can turn off the balloon. You can turn off the balloon. have a million things that yeah. crop up, and then you kill it, and it, more keep coming. <laughs> well, what I love is that it'll have 90 things that are tracking you, and you have to figure out which one to turn off so you can watch the video of that page. Yeah, no, I, I find it's, a, it's it's this this way that the internet's working today. It's disgusting. I recommend people get Ghostery just to see how you're being tracked and what all these tech sites, by the way, you know, Engadget and CNET and all of these sites. These are the ones that track you the most. So, you know, enjoy, enjoy, whatever. We got a couple more things. We you know we have a, uh, a another show coming up on Sunday, and I have a couple more clips I'd like to play. But you know, we do have a, a, a kind of a special. This is a special show for us, and I'd like to. And we're going to spend a lot of time thanking the fifty-five, fifty-five donors since there's a lot of them. I think there's a hundred. What? And yeah, I think so. Holy crap! And so I think we have to go into our uh, final segments here, and. Uh, and then if we have some time left, we can... Uh, well, can we, can we just do a little funny then before, before, we, before we get out? Uh, okay, I get to do the first funny. I get face-slapping bullcrap. Face? Does this need to be set up or is it good to go? No, no, just play it. How about a little more on our special wrinkle rehab report? This is a, a new way to turn back the clock. Some people paying big bucks to get slapped. And they say it could help you look younger. We want to know, does it work? ABC's Nick Watt giving it a try. That is Tata, a pioneer in our universal and vain search for beauty. She takes her face and she slaps it. Don't give a cat if you want to be beautiful and handsome. Recently trained in Thailand, Tata claims she's now the first face-slapping practitioner in the Western Hemisphere. And what is this supposed to do for you? It makes you look good. And it's three hundred and fifty dollars for fifteen minutes, and she just slaps <laughs> slaps the crap out of you. That they came from Thailand, from some S and M shop, obviously. I mean, this is wow. the stupidest thing. This is your news on Good Morning America. Well, it should have been the donkey punch, but okay, we'll take the face slap. Well, you think that yeah. you're, you're, that was Good Morning America on CBS? They have a, a special doctor who you know they all these shows. They have their own uh, uh, their own experts. 
So they have a, a, a report, which is a report that, of course, you know, we would normally talk about. And I think Sunday is going to be the day where we get to all of the, the real down and dirty stuff it'll keep um, about the uh, the TSA replacing, you know, pulling out all of the, the machines that uh, would give you cancer. Uh, the I'm talking about the naked body scanners, and they are replacing them now with a new contract, which, of course, you know, we had to start cycling some money through it all uh, with the uh, the machines that uh, maybe not give you cancer, but they probably rip apart your DNA. Right. The so-called ginger millimeter wave, yeah. millimeter wave. Now, what is another word for millimeter wave? The terahertz wave. Mm, well, these machines have a have a very specific name. Oh, I don't know. Backscatter. No, no, I don't think that's true. No, the, this, the x-ray that's the backscatter. We agree that the term is backscatter. I don't, th- I didn't agree. Uh, do we agree that the term is back? Not- there is a term called backscatter. Thank yes. you. Is Healthwatch a new concern about those full body scanners that the TSA wants to put in airports? Here with details is our own Dr. Jennifer Ashton. Good morning. Good morning, Maggie. Big write up in the New York Times citing cancer concerns because of the amount of radiation these machines right. emit. How much radiation are we talking? Well, in terms of the backscanner radiation, which is one. Hello. This what? Is, backscanner? Yeah, this is a doctor She's coming. She's the expert who came on to talk about the backscanner? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, oh, brother. It's not backscatter. It's backscanner. And just listen to this. He does it four times. Because of the amount of radiation these machines right. emit. How much radiation are we talking? Well, in terms of the backscanner radiation, which is one type of scanner that is theorized to be used in airports, the experts say that it is equivalent to the amount of radiation that you get in a dental x-ray, only 1% of that. So we're talking a fraction of the radiation that you get when you get your teeth filmed. That certainly does not sound like a big deal, no. especially for somebody who doesn't travel very much. Exactly, and a lot of radiation experts are now weighing in, and even if a billion people are scanned using these backscanner type of radiation scans, <laughs> the thinking is that it could possibly result in 10 additional cancer deaths per year. So, so she's rolling out all these statistics, but she can't even get the name right. Backscanner. Oh, God. Backscanner. This is embarrassing. No, but that is your expert on the CBS News. News. The Tiffany Network. Edward R. Murrow is spinning in his grave, I tell you. That's what's going on. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Here we okay, go. So, Here we go. Uh, how are we going to do, do this? Are you, do you just uh, start and I well, go to the bathroom? Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two things. Okay. One, we're going to do our normal donation segment. We're going to put aside the 5555s, and then after the birthday thing and we get all the regular guys out of the way, we'll, we'll thank each 5555 well-wisher. Okay. Uh, give them a, how, how, you know, read their comments, and it's going to be a while because we have a fairly decent uh, a group. And we want to, by the way, thank uh, our... Uh, our producers profusely for, uh, for for helping us out here. Okay, for celebrating uh, um, five yeah, helping years. Yeah, us out of- celebrating. In fact, they, they like the show so much that they well, they chimed in. Yeah. So let's start with our regular donors, uh, Christina Lake in Lisbon, Maine, 166.65. Uh, her donation is 55, 55 times three, which wasn't the same as the other one when they multiplied it, but that's okay. I'd like <laughs> to congratulate you on your fifth anniversary three times, once for myself, once for my fiance, Richard Harriman. Please credit the entirety of this donation toward his knighthood. And once for the person I mentioned in the following story. I live in Lisbon, Maine, but I work in Waterville. This past Tuesday, I returned to my car after work to find a note on my windshield. Recently placed in an in-the-morning 
bumper sticker on my car. And at some point during the day, someone stopped by and wrote this note to me. In the morning to you as well, fellow <laughs> no agenda listener from Hollowell. <laughs> cool. It completely made my day. So I decided I would pay for pay it pay it forward in a donation of the best podcast in the universe. Can I get a fluoride in the morning karma for this kindred spirit in Hollowell? Oh, that's cool. That is so fun when that happens. Best that is fun. Waking up is fluoride in my cup in the morning. And uh, the karma goes with that. Thanks, Christina. You've got karma. And your kindred spirit. Yeah, whoever it is, whoever you are. Lyman Derby, S. Derby in Nicholasville, Kentucky. 155.55. Been a boner for about three months now. I was hit in the mouth by Jay Hamilton. I've been listening to every minute of every show since then. Please accept my donation of 55.55 for the anniversary and 100 for being the best podcast in the universe. Please de-douche me. Send some karma for my vexectomy. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> On Friday, I'll be listening to you guys while the doc mangles my man parts. Woohoo! <laughs> You've been de douched. You've got karma. I just have to read some. I just have to read Mag- something. Just have to read something from the chat room real, real quick. Miss Smallbiz. Can't believe Adam didn't catch that doctor's first statement scanners that are authorized to be in use. Thank you, chat room. Can't believe it. What? Oh, it's just, it's just chat back rooms, scanner. So. No, the, she said back scanner. The doctor yeah. said the doctor said something else, and I just love it when people say, "I can't believe he didn't catch it." He said, "Stupid." Oh yeah, yeah. Why do you even look at that stuff? Maxwell Robertson, Crown Point, Indiana, one one three two three. A little citizen woo for you. Drunk <laughs> donation, mofo. <laughs> A special woo. karma shot to forward deployed Scott McLaughlin because he needs it and get Monation Poppy. The last karma shot a few months ago helped to guide the incoming mortar rounds away from his position on the base. Or did it draw it in? <laughs> wow. Give him a karma. Yeah, well, he wants a Shizan Wu karma, so. Shizan Wu! You've got. No, Shizan Wu, okay. That's a citizen. Jane Middleton in Austin, Texas, right down the street from you. She's got binoculars on you now. <laughs> uh, John, I the did. Austin airport is fantastic. The old Mueller Airport runway was too small to handle large commercial jets. This is based on the fact that I was bitching about the airport in Austin. Bergstrom is an old Air Force base converted to civilian use and actually has one of the largest runways in the world. Mueller is now a vibrant mixed-use development, and Bergstrom can no longer be used as a drone again, naturally. That being said, I like a train's good, plane's bad. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. And may I uh, suggest that uh, when uh, people are supporting the show, you continue to use that that voice like you really think they're obnoxious. That that works. I think the donations go up by doing that. <laughs> they go way up. Yeah, that's really more more nastiness towards our supporters. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a thought. It's a theory. <laughs> Jason, Sir Jason Stevens in Lost Wages, Nevada, one eleven eleven. You hold on one second. One. Hold on one second. One. One Mississippi. Uh, just one. Uh, Jay's and there's no note from him. <laughs> way I to go. There was. Ah, way to go. Trevor Chapman in Brampton, Ontario, won uh, $111.10. Oh. Oh. Giant red book. Um, 
$111.10, doubling down on the 55.55 for the best podcast in the universe. Please call out Dark Orc 20 as a douchebag. Douchebag. RJB Raps and K- Kirkrid. WJB Raps. What did I say? RJB. R. Yes, WJB. Wilbert Raps. Hey, I'm still liking the show to the greatest extent. John, give me a tip on what interest, what's interesting in the state of Washington. I'll send you an email if you send me one. Dvorak, John at Dvorak.org. I'll be traveling to the state in May and uh, Idaho. We're going to go all over the place. And he thanks us for the best podcast in the universe. Jesper Holmberg in Duval, Washington. Huh. I, maybe you should get a hold of Jesper. Can I get a de-douching to expunge my record of past douche, douchebaggery with the karma chaser to help me avoid becoming a re-doucher. <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Some of the language some of the language we come up with here is phenomenal. I love it. He's a lucky guy with all eights. Chris Ball in Chicago, Illinois, 7126. I wish you guys a very happy fifth. I would like to request some book karma for my friend who wrote her first book. We hope you like this song, which came out this week. Thank you, Citizens, uh, sent using PayPal. Oh, okay. We'd be very happy to uh, give you some book karma. Here it is. You've got karma. And here comes another sideline. 69! 69, dude! We have a slew of 69ers today. Swazzlenuffers. 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 Nuffers. Uh, Rosanna Oglesby in San Antonio. Donating again to my husband Tyler's knighthood uh, donated two weeks ago for travel karma, and it worked. Oh. I made it to all my destinations safely. I needed my car repaired, but it was very cheap. <laughs> I think the karma was the reason for the low cost. I'm donating this amount because I miss Tyler, and I can't wait to see him in a couple of days. I'd appreciate it if you could have some more karma, uh, travel karma for the trip home and... <clears throat> And I can't read the rest of this. I think Jesus wants travel karma. By Ayn Rand. You've got karma. But people are now requesting it because you hate it so much. She says that she wants the Atlas Shrug uh, thing because she loves the way I mock the clip. I don't. I don't yes, I don't you do. You go. No, never. Iron Man. Yeah, you use that same condescending. In fact, you should run for president. You're such a condescending. I should, I'd be good. Grouch. You'd be you know perfect. the way the ships go in the water? They float <laughs> on the water. <laughs> do, do that sequence. Do the, sequence. Do the thing about the aircraft carrier. Yeah, you know, aircraft carriers where the planes land on the little aircraft carrier and then they take off. You know about that? Christopher Yagi in Ottawa, Ontario, 6969. <laughs> I'm crying again. I've enjoyed the show since the first episode, so I wanted to congratulate you on your five-year anniversary. Let's hope for another five years. I haven't donated as much as I should, so I'd like to request a hey, shittison, two-to-the-head de-douching. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, shittison, two-to-the-head de Hey, shittison. You've been de-douched. <sighs> Uh, in Cypress, Texas, 6969 from Anonymous, a semi-boner since the donation does not get close to the value you provide. Can I get some karma for an upcoming professional certification exam? Hmm, of course. You've got karma. I wish I, I wish that you were my dad and I grew up with you and you'd be doing that all that crap when I was... Did you do that with, with your own kids? All these voices? <laughs> the and kids all that. do it to us. <laughs> well, no, that's because they learned, right? Yeah. That's cool. No, I bet you were well, a fun dad. 
You know, if you like a cynic, <laughs> Scott Leesburg in Scott in Leesburg, Virginia, Virginia, sixty nine, sixty nine. Uh, says the last time he donated sixty nine, sixty nine. He's the one. You played a clip of Panetta making talking about cyber war in the same episode. I regret to inform you that upon hearing that asshole shill, my sixty nine, sixty nine donation was rendered flaccid. <laughs> Please douchebag him. Douchebag. Congratulations on the anniversary and the outstanding shows. As of late, the quality of analysis has been great. I'm really going to miss the show after the cyber, cyber Gestapo <laughs> shuts it down. So will we. <laughs> Please send me some F the karma cancer to Crash Helmet Kathy. Oh. She, is, she has just been under two months before she's had to endure a week of Uncle Rick and myself playing our slide whistles. You remember... Um Remember Kathy, right? Remember the with the with the crazy helmet that had no agenda yeah. on it. <laughs> right, that was great. That's a great picture. <laughs> You've got karma. Another anonymous donation for sixty nine sixty nine, and uh, from uh, Ashley or Ash from Gitmo Nation East. Congratulations on the five years. Love the media assassination. Please send me a shut up slave two to the head karma. Shut up slave to the head. Shut up slave. <laughs> You've got karma. Sir Mitch Bedron in Long Beach. Hey, guys. Uh, throwing a little swaz enough your way. Congratulations on the five years. I've asked for karma before. Just never for me. Let's keep that going. So for my smoking hot wife, Jill, I need MILF karma. And throw in a little girl shut up slave for me at the end. It's getting complicated. MILF. That's one mother I'd like to. You've got karma. Shut up, slave. And guess who's here? Baron Von Pelsmacher. Oh, hey now. 69, 69. The central question is that uh, this has got to be the end of the Swazilnuff streak. Out with a bang. Fact. <laughs> Happy anniversary show. <laughs> do, you, do you catch yourself doing that around the house during the day? I don't do well? it enough. I don't do it enough. I just, I'm like, it always gets a laugh. No, no, it's, it's, it's stopped being funny here in the, uh, in Camp Mofo. Oh, well. I, I, I was informed. <laughs> I'd be like, fact, it's a fact. No, it wasn't funny. Uh, Audrey Symes or Symes, Symes in St. Louis, Missouri. 6969. I'm so happy my boyfriend Nolan turned me on to No Agenda. His birthday is this November 3rd, and I felt that donating to help keep our conversations flowing would be a good gift. Please give us both some karma for this future and a de douching for the douchebags at Bar Louie that inadvertently brought us together. You've been de douched. You've got karma. Anonymous in New Rochelle, New York, 6969. Uh, a screw lupus karma requested for his wife. You've got karma. I think you can just say lupus F. Lupus is terrible, yeah, by I, the way. I think you can say F lupus. F, F, because that's what he asked for. F lupus. Make sure the karma Simon right. Bruce, Simon Bruce Cassidy and Draman. 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 I think Where's, that's Holland. Draman. Is that in Holland? I think 6969? so. 69? I think so. I just got some unexpected dog watching funds <laughs> and wanted to forward it to some of you guys as I currently find myself in need of new employment could I get a trains good planes bad karma shot in our honor of the four hour a day commute train wow. commute I no longer have to do absolutely all aboard trains good planes bad That's ludicrous you've got where's he karma where's he commuting to Prague it's, no it's probably just because of the congestion 
I mean, trains, oh. it's not what it used to be anymore. I think he is a Gitmo Nation lowlands. The train system is so messed up, and they're always late. And, this, and the biggest problem, if in the Netherlands, when, you, when they say there's a problem with the, um, the wiring, what do they call it, the, the overhead wires? Yeah. You know what? That's code. And that's code for someone jumped on the tracks. It's a suicide. Oh. I, I learned this uh, when I was doing radio there. Whenever the official traffic announcement says there's a problem with the overhead wires, that means it was a suicide. There's three a day. Oh. It's messy. G- and then they got to stop the train, clean it all up. Yeah. yeah, I bet it is messy. Jim Garrity, Tallahassee, Florida, 6969. David Weed, Hickory Corners, Michigan, 6969. Just started listening this year, and you easily became my podcast of choice. Happy fifth anniversary. Please send my wife and I a Saikon Woo in the morning and karma shot. Uh, okay. Saikon Woo in the morning. You've got karma. Uh, John Colapena. John Colapena. John Colapena. In Essen. This Which is a make good donation. In the country of default. In the country of default, that's what it says in the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> if you think about it, that could be any country in Europe. Yeah. This is a make oh, good. Oh, good one. This is a make good donation for me challenging and somehow beating Adam with a quadruple jingle combo on Thursday. So relax, Adam. No jingles this time. And sorry for the annoyance, by the way. Big thank you for bringing back the DSC from time to time. Folder, big hair. Hope you win, Jan. Yeah. Okay, so I, I will say uh, someone just helped me out with a thematic daily source code um, and put together a whole bunch of Halloween clips, so, uh, songs. So I'm going to check them out. And if it's not, if as long as they're not all monster mash, <laughs> if there's something good in there, we might actually do it. And okay. that actually, we'll that, do- that wraps it up, right? Uh, for 69, 69. 69, 69, That's a good groove. It still didn't beat the 22. Chris Hernandez in Corpus Christi, <clears throat> Texas, 64, 64 in the morning. Uh, after hearing that your anniversary is on the same day as my birthday, I had to donate. I've been listening to you guys since earlier this year. I never donated. So I need a de-douching for not donating to you guys sooner. I also want a shot at karma for the guys at Mega64, Royce Kokami, and the rest of the Internet soldiers out there. Finally, thank you for being the best podcast in the universe. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. What a sweet note. Yeah. Joseph Esposito. Oh, Joe the Dish Slave, in fact, in Stockton. Sergio. Uh, Sergio the Dish Slave. Sergio. Yeah, Sergio. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Uh, with a five-year congrats plus a little extra to make it a nice round 60. I'd appreciate if you could send some karma to my father-in-law's way as he has been uh, had some surgery coming out next month. And please mention the seventh greatest podcast in the universe, the Ozone <laughs> Nightmare at OzoneNightmare.com. But I hear that you know there's quite a gap between the best podcast in the universe and the seventh. I mean, he could be the second for all we know. For all we know. You've got... Karma. All right, so we're we're putting the brakes on here, John. Is no, that, no, we, no, we still got more. No, no, I, we have the non fifty five fifty five. There's still oh, a few left. Oh, oh, right. I'm sorry. Yes. Keith Gill in Riverview, Florida, fifty five forty. Oh, I see. Long time doing. five dollar per month subscriber here. Our local NPR station is begging for money again, twenty four seven, and annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> so I decided to donate to you guys instead. 
I would have liked to donate $455 for your 455 show, but I can't afford that, and I think my wife would kick me in the nuts if I did. <laughs> so I'm giving the inverse instead, 5540. There you go. I'll uh, probably get kicked in the nuts anyway. By the way, 455. That, <clears throat> I was going to say, that's a really good donation number moving forward. Do the reverse. So Yeah, that is a good idea. So for Sunday, it would be 6540. Yeah. It's great. I like that. Good one, Keith. Yeah, good catch. We never think of these, by the way. It's weird. <laughs> never, ever, <laughs> ever. It's a miracle we came up with a 55-55, which <laughs> saved the show. Which, by the way, was something else first. You had like 55-26. I, I can't even remember you, how you I came the, to this stupid you number. You had the dumbest number ever. It was like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it was idiotic. We do 2604-55. It makes so much sense. <laughs> I'm very embarrassed about that. <laughs> okay. All right. What do we have Anyways, here? Anyways, this 455 is a special number for me. Not only is my favorite Oldsmobile engine size, but I use wow. the number on my website, Keith455.com. Thanks oh, for everything. Cool. I really enjoy the best podcast. Awesome. Did, wait, doesn't he come No, he doesn't care. Just- Simon Reed. Sir Simon Reed <laughs> in New York in New York City. <laughs> Happy birthday, Noah Jen. Happy birthday to me. It's my 33rd on the 26th, so can I get a little birthday karma? Thank you. And you're on the list. You've got karma. Delivered 5533. Thank you. Jaren's Sloot in Zellum. Yeroon. Sloat. Sloat. Not five more years, but 55 more years. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> keep, keep doing what you're doing because it's the best podcast in the universe. Yeah. Uh, Sir Coggs and uh, Parts Unknown, uh, 5245. Sir Cogs to you sent a donation last week, but the note wasn't read. So I'm doubling down for double karma. I'll spare you the nitty gritty, but my roommate and I could really use some staying out of jail slide whistle karma. Uh You have to use your slide whistle. The cops aren't as as medical marijuana friendly here in California as they make it out to be. Depends on what town you're in. The 52, it depends on your city. Especially in some parts of like Brown Bakersfield and Kern County, you're in trouble. The 5245 is jail on a telephone keypad, so hopefully there's some special <laughs> numerological connection that will help with the karmic transmission. Also, can I get a douchebag for all the involved officers and especially the douchebags at the jail? Douchebag. Our cheeks were swabbed for DNA at our booking, and when we signed the form, the douchebag jokingly told us that it was our consent to allow the state to clone us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, that's funny. Really? He said, yeah, we're going to clone you, son. That's for, for smoking some weed. Are we messed up or what? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> anyway, thanks for the best podcast wow. in the universe. Give him some yeah. karma. He yeah. needs it. Hey, how come, hey, I, I got, how come, where's your slide whistle? What happened? Okay, let me hold on a second. No, I, mean, I got I'm, it. I, but I'm, I found it. I'm warming it up a little because mine is cold. <laughs> Did that one? Well, they got to uh, stay out of jail. It's a big deal. Graham, yeah, really. For what? Greg uh, Graham Bucknell in Durham, North Carolina, a very nice town. Fifty-one forty. Happy fifth. Uh, jobs, jobs, jobs. Karma, if you can get it. Yeah, of course. Hey, man, going to jail, getting your cheek swabbed for smoking a plant. Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Yeah! You've got karma. And 
And finally, Kyle Bauer in uh, Parts Unknown, $50. And now we have, well, let's, we, we have our birthdays and our nightings, and then we'll give a 55-55 call out to everyone who, who, who gave us a congratulatory donation. Sir Simon Reed congratulates himself turning 33 tomorrow on our official birthday. Royce Kokami says happy birthday to Chris, turns 20 today. Narada Staples says happy birthday to wife Lauren, celebrating today as well. Kelby Koning says, hey, mom-in-law, I love you. Happy birthday. Oh, that's special. Chris Hernandez congratulates himself, celebrating uh, today. Audrey Symes says happy birthday to her boyfriend, Nolan. He will be celebrating on November 3rd. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And the No Agenda show itself. That, John, is you, myself, Mimi, Miss Mickey, Buzzkill Jr., uh, Eric the Shill, uh, uh, Void Zero, Mr. Oil, Gitmo Slave. I know I'm forgetting somebody, but everybody who helps make this show what it is. Thank you so much, and happy birthday to us. <laughs> yeah, I would mess it up, wouldn't I? Yeah, it's fine. I tried. We got Ooh. a lot of nights today. Well, of course we do. People are all trying to... Oh, sorry. Was that your blade? Yep. Oh, okay, let me grab mine. Did you see it? Look at the size <laughs> of this thing. Yeah, your, your unit is actually... Huge, huge. <laughs> Jonathan Spirey, David Ross, and your wife, Tony, step forward, Tom Bushy, and Robert Gold. All of you have contributed to the best podcast in the universe. Thank you so much for making this a special day for us. A great celebration. It is wonderful to bring all of you into the round table as knights and a dame. So hereby, I pronounce thee, Sir Jonathan, Sir David, Dame Tony, Tom Bushy, and Robert Gold, Sir Robert, all of you are knights and a day with the No Agenda Roundtable. We have got your hookers and blow. I'm sure Tony would like the Rent Boys and Chardonnay. We've got your geishas and sake. We've got your hot pants and booze and your wenches and beer. All right here. What was the one we forgot? The something rosé and... Oh, something and rosé. It was rosé and... Mm. Oh, and I don't remember. Rubenesque women and rosé. Oh, Rubenesque, right, yeah. The list continues right. to grow, and I promise one of these. I'm doing this from memory, so I promise one of these days I'll uh, I'll write that. Well, down. If you write it down and have a little piece of paper on the wall, so then when the cops come over, they see this <laughs> list, they're going to wonder what the. What the Wait, you're violating the United Nations. You you're violating the Agenda <laughs> 21 code, boy. Uh, son, come on over here because uh, it's time for we you. We got to swab your cheeks if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, because we got to clone you, son. That's uh, uh oh oh oh. Mr. Adam Curry. No, Mr. Curry. Now. <laughs> So before we get into thanking everyone who uh, donated uh, for our our anniversary, and by the way, I do want to mention that we will have uh, until uh, Friday night midnight. We still have the fifty five fifty five donation open. Oh, and so we, just and after that, we yeah. will no longer accept that amount. Well, I mean, if somebody wants to send it in, but it's not going to be about the anniversary no, anymore. No, it's just no, going to be a normal no, donation. No, I just think we block that. We, we just could, block it. but just block it. It seems like a lot of work. Just block it. Just block it. I'm not blocking it. I can't block. I don't know how to block it. I'd have to go through the list on PayPal and then <laughs> refund everybody. It's like, you know, well, we have a work ethic thing going on we, here. We got to, that's what we have Buzzkill Jr. for. Yeah. Let, let him do it. So I, all I wanted to say is, uh, John, thank you very much for being my partner in crime here. I really enjoyed well, doing the show I actually want to thank you. For uh, being my partner in crime, and uh, you produce the show, and you do the sound effects, which is great because I, you know, it's like a lot of work. 
And the other thing is, is that I think that you've become the dominating uh, analyst uh, as a, as the two man analyst team goes. Mm. And I think that some of the stuff that you've done in terms of pure news uh, information and intelligence analysis is world class. It's a world class. Well, that's very kind of you to say, but I have analyzed my an analysis and as I listen through it, it would not be anything if we didn't do these things together. That is what makes it work. Well, that's why team analysis is better than one guy. And there's no I in team, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but, but uh, because I, you know, I've often thought, and lots of people email me and say, you know, dump that old man, do it on your own. You don't need him. <laughs> get rid of him. We don't need yeah, him. Yeah, I have this. I get the same email from my and fans. I'm like, that would be <laughs> that, these, are like your, stupid. these are it's your like fans. Dumb. These are your fans. <laughs> oh yeah, well that could be too. But it's like I can just imagine trying to do this show by yourself. I mean, it's doable. No, it's and I not. Think there are, it's there not are some doable. podcasts where people try to do this. It, no, it's no, not no, doable. It's, it's, not it's not doable. No, it's doable, but it's not good. Wait, no, it, well, it's not the same as not doable. It would suck to high hell. It would there suck. are a number of people out there that try to do that. That I've heard their podcasts and they have an interesting analysis, but they don't have. There's a lot of times, and we've done this, where you'll do it. It's not often, but it happens often enough where you do a misanalysis. Yeah. Where you're just off about some little thing, or you missed a little gotcha. And the other guy, you or me, will get on it and say, but did you just notice that he said this? Oh, geez. And then you'll, you know. But it's not even that. That is an important part of it, but it's not even that. It is, it's a chemical balance that somehow works and it's 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 right down from us spurring each other on, or just yeah, you know, right. And I can guarantee that, that we would, if we lived near each other and we saw each other oh. too much, we would not get along. No, no. Well, I'd put a cap in your ass. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. You'd be hit, but you'd be clobbered, clobbered by a baseball bat before you had a chance. <laughs> I would not bite the hand that helps feed me. Anyway, anyway, let's thank our fifty-five, fifty-five folks. Yeah, this is this is really awesome uh, that everyone uh, checked in. Um, yeah, and we, we like I said, we'll do a few more on Sunday, hopefully. Yeah, because that'll uh, be but the, tomorrow is the day. Tomorrow is the drop dead day. Yeah, because uh, su Sunday will still be basking in the glow. David J. Lister in Provo, Utah, been listening for a long time, but haven't donated since my wife tried and failed to get me a podcast license for my birthday last year. What? My name still hasn't shown up on the site, by the way. So that you, Adam will take care of that immediately. I'm going to do it right happy now. Happy fifth anniversary. It's about time I started giving back to many hours of entertainment I've taken from you two for free. Please give my wife a train's good, plane's bad karma as she is going to school full-time for a master's degree while gestating an awesome first child who coincidentally was born on Ms. Mickey's birthday. July hopefully, 8th? Hopefully it, she makes it a couple more months without going crazy. Dave the Mormon. Okay. So what does he want his podcast license to be? Dave the Mormon dot uh, podcast yes, license dot com? Dave the Mormon. <laughs> okay. Hold on a second. First, let me get this out of the way. All aboard. Train's good. Plane's bad. I'm doing it right now, you know. I'm, I mean, I am doing it. Okay, Dave, you can go check it out shortly. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, what is it? Uh, Dave. Anonymous. Let me go on with the yeah, thank yous. Please, please. Anonymous and Q Gardens. You know who you are. New York. Uh, happy 5th. Tom Bushy, who's a uh, Sir Tom Bushy, as as we speak, Sir in St. Paul, Minnesota, nuts. 
5555. Congratulations on five years of hitting him in the mouth. Barry Kroger in Greeley, Colorado. Happy five years and best wishes from the best half and I. Another shot of karma, please. Here we go. You've got karma. Good old David Clevenger in Sterling, Virginia. Been a long time since I've been able to donate, but I feel compelled to do it now as I would miss the show if it went away. Thank you for bringing us important information in short form so we don't have to listen to all the bull crap spewing from the pie holes of the talking heads on the boob tube. You're doing God's work. <laughs> True. Susie Lawson in Bristol, Tennessee, 5555. You guys are, are seriously the best. Happy birthday. Ashley Hurst, 5555. Michael Snyder in Windsor, California. Congratulations on your fifth anniversary of the show. Please give yourselves the best podcast in the universe. Karma for another five years of media assassination. Give me an Italian girl. Shut up, slave. All right. So we do, uh, we'll do that in that order then. You've got karma. Oops. Sorry. Shut uh, up, slave. Hey, com is now live. Up. Dave Cardenia in uh, Alameda, California. Richard Raymond, I'm sorry, Raymond Port in oh. Gier, Pier, Port. Pier, how do you on. pronounce that? Uh, it's, it's Ray, Port? It's Port? Raymond Port. Raymond Port. In, in Gier, Gierdum. No, Gierdrum. 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 Yeah, pretty good. Gierdrum. Gierdrum. Raymond Port yeah. is a long, long time listener of the podcast. Oh, is he? Yes. And good buddy. Thank you, okay, sir. But, but, he's he, in. but what I don't understand is I forwarded a note, I think. Oh, well, these things, we the got a lot go. of notes here. Yeah, okay, keep going. Did you get it? We'll open oh. the note up and let's read it. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. Uh, hold on. <sighs> Sound like this is easy. Yeah, it's so hard to type a name in the search box. Well, no, but I wasn't prepared for it. Because I thought, you I know, got it right here. You do? PayPal managed it again 14 months in a row now without any problem. Ha! That deserves a de-douching. By the way, since no one else will do it for me, my birthday's coming on, on April 23rd. What? Oh, this is from April 5th. <laughs> That's from last year? <laughs> oh, here's your de-douching. <laughs> You've been de-douched. Right. Sure I don't have his, uh, no, any no, email no. from I, I thought I had it. It doesn't matter. We thank you. Okay, Ray. we'll talk about it. He's, yeah. he's, he's around. A, he's around. That's cool. He'll be good. John Marino in Rocky Point, New York. Russell Rhodes in Tallahassee, Florida. There's no conflict in donating, and donate we much. <laughs> we could do without a little skillet's candy. Happy fifth, guys, for the best podcast in the universe. I'd like to call out Roger McDaniel as a douchebag. <sighs> yes. Douchebag. As he's been listening for a year and has yet to donate. Wow. Please give me a shut up, slave, two to the head, adios, mofo. Uh, no, I'll do something a little different for you. Shut up, slave. There's no real conflict. You've got karma. It's better. Uh, another anonymous uh, source in Ennosburg, Vermont. Uh, congratulations. He needs a yay little girl parliament mumble karma. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. I can, I can do this. <laughs> wow. Uh, here we go. And it's karma, right? Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Uh... Yay! <laughs> you thought it. <laughs> Karma. That's a good combo. That is good. I like the yay in the middle. <laughs> I 
want to keep that ready. That's a, I like that one. That's a good one. John uh, Evdeman in Sammamish, Washington. Some of these are hard to pronounce, but that's Sammamish. Uh, you guys are worth so much more. Thanks for the best podcast in the universe. How about Droned Again, followed up by You Can Take That to the Bank to help wash off some of the douchey buildup. The Drone Again, naturally. You can take that to the bank. Ooh. I like that so one, James, too. That, that, that's actually nice. It's James Pearson, Copperas Cove, uh, Texas, 5555. Kelby Koenig in Grover, Colorado. I had two options. Option one, send 5555 to the best podcast in the universe, or option two, buy a gift for my mother-in-law, whose birthday's <laughs> upcoming. You can see which I chose. If you don't mind, I would like some relationship karma. I have a strange feeling I'll need it. You've got karma. Get your ass kicked. Sir Sam Lung in... Uh, Toronto, Ontario, 55, 55. Joseph Gall in Bell Mead, New Jersey. Thank you for making the best podcast in the universe. I can't stand listening to or watching the mainstream media anymore. Thanks to you guys and your top-notch media analysis and deconstruction. Happy five-year anniversary. I'm looking forward to another five years of listening to your show. Can I get an Italian girl, sh- sorry, Italian girl shut-up slave clippity-clop and some apartment hunting karma? Okay, Italian girl... Shut up, slave, clippity-clop? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's just the Italian girl, shut up, slave. No, no, I understand. I understand. And uh, the clippity-clop. And the karma, yeah. Italian girl. Shut up, slave. Salsito schiavo. Oops. <laughs> I, I, King I, of the hill. I, I don't want to do clip of the day. It's clippity-clop. The message is clear. Just clippity-clop. <laughs> You've got... Karma. It's not easy, you know. It's not easy. No, doing no, this it's stuff not. In fact, it's amazing you can do it at all. James B. Man Ringgold, uh, Louisiana. Congrats! Please consider upgrading the string and soup cans. Thank oh. you for the compliment. <laughs> Andrew Haas, Geneva, Illinois, uh, fifty-five, fifty-five. Life has been so good. I thought I'd finally share some of my cash with you guys. Please, some getting laid karma. Okay, that's swazzle enough normally, but okay. You've got karma. The Redrick leaders in Ontario, Oregon. I didn't even know there was an Ontario, Oregon, 5555. Uh, Sir John Snyder in Chicago, Illinois, nuts. Uh, 5555, thanks for all the shows. Stop. Kevin Fairchild, Lando Lakes. Illinois, nuts. No. (laughs) No. Lando Lakes, Florida. Please give yourself some well-deserved karma. I look forward to another five years of crankiness and crack pottery from you both. Yeah. You've got... Karma. I think we've pretty much established it's not going to happen for another five years. No, but we're going to go as long as we can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's if, for sure. if it did happen for another five years, we'd be kind of shocked, but we'd do it. They're going to have to shut us down. Let's Ooh, put it that that's, way. That's, that's, that's man talk. They have to shut us down because we, we have good support here, it looks like, and I hope it continues on Sunday show. Roy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just playing so, random. Someone's talking back. <laughs> Someone's on my frequency. <laughs> okay, I'll turn that off. Roy Pingle in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, dear John and Adam, here I am giving an encore fifty-five, fifty-five. I'm assuming somebody is taking care of the swas on nuff side of things. Congrats again on having the best podcasting in the cosmos and universe. And I don't agree with you a lot of times, but I love how you guys deconstruct a mass miseducation machine. 
the popular lapdog media, which keeps begging for biscuits from the two corporate <laughs> wings of our one-party system. I like that. Let's say that, begging for Let's biscuits. I love how you can deconstruct a mass miseducation machine, the popular lapdog media, which keeps begging for biscuits from the two corporate wings of our one-party system. That is poetry. That's a keeper. That's a show opener is what I'm thinking. The country is a company town with no public square, plaza, or commons. Adam, I much... This guy, Roy, you're on a roll. I much prefer to get my sweet fix from sugar rather than from the mind-fooling fetus DNA. But how about the natural <laughs> sugar substitute, Stevia? By the way, I think it's bitter. Stevia. As far as vaccinations goes, thanks for debunking the clamor for the H clamor for the HPV vaccine and raising concerns for serious side effects. It's become very hard to get... It around vaccinations and have your child enrolled in school here in New York yeah. where some vaccines for real nasty diseases uh, are might be advisable. Anyway, can I can I just say uh, one some th- sources advocate of go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Keep going. I'll go ahead. Finish it up. Oh, I was going to say you do. do uh, some sources advocate avoiding a child getting more than one vaccination at a time. But, for example, not to allow a child to receive an MMR on one shot. And then he goes on. So, um, you know, Ms. Mickey is uh, in line now to get her visa uh, slash green card, a green card, I guess, because we're married. So she has that uh, opportunity and they've uh, they've approved her. And now she has to get a change of status, the form I-485. Um, do you know that they have that now you have to get immunizations? She has to have all these shots. For what? In order to get a green card. What shots does she have to You have? name it, in- including the flu shot, everything. you got to have uh, tetanus, uh, meningitis, fuck a cacophalus. Meningitis? Not the meningitis. No Americans have the meningitis shot. It's a uh, breast exam. I swear to God, I kid you not. It's, wow. And, and, the, and she has to do it at an approved place, which, you know, of course, you know, that's going to be nice. And then she wants yeah. to she she wants to hey enroll. Lady, stand <laughs> over there. Time for your breast exam. Uh, and hey Bill, you want to do it? Uh, are they big? No. Uh, you do it. <laughs> are they big? No. Uh, they're big, but they're not huge. No, they're nice. They're beautiful. There's a guy. The guy in this office. He wants big. He doesn't want you know uh, nice. And then she wants to enroll in a class at UT, uh, a lighting photography lighting class. She has to get the shots again. They won't enroll you at UT unless you have all your shots. She has to get the same shots twice. Well, hopefully she'll be able to, you know, have a booklet and prove that she's that she's had these shots. But I mean, what is this? What is this coming to? Like, pretty soon you want to walk on the street. Where's your papers for your shots? Have you had your shots? No, this is all part of a great marketing scheme. I mean, we've been pointing this out since the get-go. I mean, I didn't know it got this far, but it, I mean, some parts of the country is obviously worse than others. But the uh, Texas is, you know, really susceptible to this sort of uh, marketing stuff. Well, let me just. Uh, well, that's not just Texas. You know, Texas is a it's, lot of problems. Here he is. Vac- vaccination requirements for entrance into the United States. I just want to read this to you. Ready? Yeah. Mum- mumps, measles, rubella, MMR. That's one shot. Polio, tetanus, diphtheria, toxoids, pertussis. Toxoids? Uh, What's that? It says tetanus and diphtheria toxoids. Diphtheria. Diphtheria toxoids. Oh. It's like Rolaids, I think. Uh, okay, per- go on. Pertussis 
uh, hemophilus influenza type B, hepatitis B, uh, and any other vaccine preventable diseases recommended by the advisory committee for immunization practices, which I think these days includes influenza. That's one, two, I'm going to count the MMRs, one, two, three, four, five, six, so seven shots. Seven shots and they fill up your breasts. Well, unless you get felt up. What? Nothing. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, onward. Uh, Colin Criswell, Colin, 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 Sydney, New South Wales, uh, happy birthday to you. Congratulations on reaching five years for the best podcast in the universe. Can I get a husband karma combo to set me up for the long, hot summer? You've got karma. That's right, Colin. The huntsman karma always does it. Uh, Dame, uh, black dame, actually, Janice Kang, uh, Milpitas. Uh, congratulations for five years of the best podcast in the universe. Karma for all the human resources. Aww. You've got karma. Sir Matthew Nicole in uh, Brooklyn, New York. 5555. Lucas Ziwa. Ziwa, I think it's Ziwa, in Munich. München. Deutschland. Holy crap, John. Uh, We're never going to get through all these. Yeah, we are. Can I, we only should, have a few should, we, should we do, uh, I mean, I'm getting tired of listening to you. Should you do one, then I'll do one? Yeah, you do this one, I'll do the next one. I told you there was a lot. Yeah, I'll do the next one. You do this one, I'll do the next one. No, you do this one. <laughs> okay. Lucas Ziva in München. Hey, John Adam, happy fifth anniversary. Long live the bus podcast in the universe. Simon. Luke, Luke from München. Ox to be. Tenerife, Queensland, fifty-five, fifty-five. Benjamin Blondin. Let's go back and forth. Are we going to? Yeah. Slow down. What? No. Be quiet, <laughs> Benjamin. Benj- it's my turn. Benjamin Blondin yeah. from Walton Hills, Ohio. Atlas Shrug jingle, please. Atlas Shrug by Ayn Rand. Rand. By Ayn Rand. <laughs> Bumper Productions, Marston Mills, Massachusetts. Nuts. Fifty-five, fifty-five. Seems the only appropriate to celebrate with your anniversary alongside my beautiful wife's fifth year of being cancer-free, which we are celebrating in a few weeks. She does not have a history of breast cancer in her family. The doctor said it was just a case of bad luck since life is filled with so many twists and turns. She had the courage, bravery, and strength to face her biggest opposition straight on. Always looking for good karma in everything we do. Re- requesting additional karma with this donation. Please send out a boatload of Huntsman karma since he was the U.S. ambassador of China when our fi- family toured there a few years ago. Huntsman Karma. Oh, I thought you were going to... Oh, no, no, we, 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 we had it on display. All right. You've got Karma. Joan Dodafrey, Dodafrey from Motown, West Virginia, Morgantown. In the morning, John Adam, happy fifth anniversary. My husband and I are celebrating our 16th wedding anniversary on 1026 as well. So obviously I had to get in on the celebratories. It's great that our special day coincide, special days coincide because I for, forget my own wedding anniversary pretty much every year. And so does my husband. Please do this promo every year to remind me to hint around for gifts now. <laughs> for gifts now on. Okay, thanks. And I please have it. Yay. It's just too delicious to, too delicious to believe in, my friends. And some karma for you guys so we can do this again next year. You guys are the best. So here's the problem with doing when we do it together is that I can sometimes I can read ahead and I can get uh, the karma things lined up. But I can't ah. but I can't do that when I'm reading at the same time. Yeah. It's almost too delicious to believe, my friend. You've got 
karma. So maybe you should just read them. Anastasia Treckles in Valparaiso, Indiana. Congrats on five great years of the best podcast in the universe. Looking forward to the next five. Richard Garrett in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Uh, here's a 55-55 to celebrate five years of propagating the formula and five more years of hitting them in the mouth. I should have donated on Sunday because it's been a real rough week of midterm exams and essays. I love these students, by the way. Yep. Some of which I had uh, had to put up bull crap about the importance of voting for the eight pages. I'm glad I had you guys pumping through the earbuds to keep me sane and keep me keep the puke down. <laughs> I haven't received any grades yet, so I can get a, can I get a retroactive karma and a douchebag call out to all my boner friends who still won't listen to the show. Douchebag. All right, here's the karma. You've got karma. Mike Caddick in Stay Well, Victoria. Shut up and take my money. Slick Media LLC. First of all, go Saints. I don't have the dough for this, but thank you for your hard work, and at least I could do. Please give the New World, the New World Order two to the head and give the U.S. Constitution and Bill of Rights some karma. New World Order gets two to the head, and here's the constitutional karma. Thank you. You've got karma. Torben Peterson in Oslo, 5555. Raymond Canistra in Drachten. Uh, Frislin, I Ray, guess. Ray, Raymond Kleinstra. Raymond Kleinstra. Congratulations on five years is a uh, time. Very bad karma. No blame, but uh, damn. Now I had a choice. Flowers for my girlfriend or donate to you. My girlfriend is carrying a new human resource, so I have to skip a month of flowers. <laughs> would you like a new shot? Would you like a new shot of karma? Keep trying jobs, jobs, jobs for new jobs because of narcolepsy. Please keep up the good work uh, uh, going ahead. Yeah, it's Friesland, 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 Jobs, 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 and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. Alan Witchin in, Alan Witchin, Prince Rupert, British Columbia. Robert Ryan, Charleston, West Virginia. Longtime boner, now a donor. Here's another five years. Mike Keeler in Las Wages, Nevada. So here's some hookers and blow money for you. Can you see what happened with my podcasting license? I never received a number two. Oh, well, I'm doing that on the spot. He's doing it right now. Constantine Rackiton. Sir Constantine to you, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, Harshad Patel, Bilston, West Midlands. Josh Riker, New Fairfield, Connecticut. Guy Boazi, Sir Guy Boazi. Guy Boazi. Guy, Guy. Ibuazi in Tel Aviv. Um, Andre Mickelson, Virginia Beach, coming in for a birthday anniversary donation. I originally wanted to donate sixty nine sixty nine and keep it alive, but it looks like that didn't happen. But the central question here is that no agenda will see another five years. Can I get zombie crowd, no drone zing, uh, jingle karma? What? I think the zombie crowd refers to those people in the House of Parliament. Oh, okay. So what does he want? Parliament... Parliament drone karma. Which which drone? The one of your drone things. <laughs> okay, hey, you know, guys, you it's a lot, bunch it's of gonna them. be a little bit. Of- yeah. Yeah. You've got karma. It's not easy. He makes a note that I edit some of these comments because they're for length. Yeah. And it's just what we do. I'm not going to stop doing it. RobertRyan.PodcastLicense.com is live. Oleg Rakatini, Sir Oleg to you in Richmond Hill, Ontario. Best podcast in the universe. Karma for everybody. Little girl. Yay. 
<laughs> karma for everybody. Little girl, yay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Karma, karma, then yay. I think. Okay. Oh. You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> That's cute. Nicholas Stowe in Austin. Another Austin. Austonian. Austinian. Austonian is correct. Yes. It's not Austonian. It's not Austinian. Aust- no, it's not Austinite. It's Austonian. Austinite. That's the one. No, it's Happy Austonian. anniversary from Mr. Nick. Uh, William Young, Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, Robert Gold in Toronto, Ontario. My second anniversary donation. I'm so close to knighthood I can taste it. Well, you got it. So he's actually Sir Robert Gold as we That's speak. Right. We, we I might we already be there, but I'm failing at the self-accounting system. As a regular donor or donator, since the early days of No Agenda, I might be there already. If not, and it goes on. A karma shout-out to his own pending knighthood. Okay, well, Absolutely. he's kind of ridiculous. You've got karma. Sir Brian Watson in Sugar Grove, Illinois. Congrats on five years. Just five more years. Give me a train's good, plane's bad karma. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. Woo-hoo. You've got karma. Hopefully he gets to listen to the show on the train. Robert Gold. Again, uh, first of two anniversary donations. Actually, it's the second because it came in there. <laughs> As one isn't enough. Plus, it gets me two requests for shout-outs. First, how about a hey, citizens two to the head to all of Canada, most of whom are not paying attention. No, they, they pay some attention. A Werner Bogula in Hamburg, Deutschland. Congratulations. Uh, karma worked. Sir Jan and me could transform our latest journalist training in Vietnam to an NA meme fest. Among our standard exercises, we're creating headlines with the keywords climate change, science, and denier, copying Obama in Photoshop, drawing graphical <laughs> charts from the numbers 9, 11, 33, 55, 69, and 69. Well, hold on a second. The be- hold on a second. They're training. Werner is training to be a journalist in Vietnam, and this is what he's doing. Yeah. Cool. But the best thing was the farewell party where everybody would sing a song from their home country. Sir Jan and myself were belting out the No Agenda National Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Unfortunately, they are closing down our journalist school. We need some serious job karma for the next year so we can get to carry on the prop, get to propagate the formula. So please play jobs, jobs, jobs. Yeah, plus karma. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs and jobs. Let's vote for jobs. You've got karma. Michael McPhee in Langley, British Columbia. Uh, home of the sophisticated marijuana grow ops and the famous Langley ukulele ensemble. No shit. It's unbelievable what these people can do with a small guitar. Check them out on YouTube. When you pronounce ukulele, it's uke, not uke. If you say it wrong, they get all upset, and then they play another song. Anyway, General Karma to the General Karma to the show. Ukulele, it's ukulele. You've got Karma. I don't know ukulele. Langley Ukulele Ensemble. Aaron Guzman will play some songs while we're reading these things. Aaron Guzman in Redmond, a Redmond, Redding, Redding, California. Uh, A.K.A. Mr. Max Powers from the state of Jefferson. Oh, he's in Jefferson. That's right. Reading is in Jefferson. Thanks and love the show. Could I get two to... There's a there's your where they're going to be droning. <laughs> can I get two to the head and can Adam say I will not comply on the megaphone? Congratulations on the first five. Oops. Okay, so two to the head and is there karma as a part of that or is it just... That, is it just that, that? doesn't say. Okay. I will not comply. 
Congrats on the first five. Hopefully the fascists will go another five. Don't worry. I'm just getting some ukulele Alan music. Bowe, Sir Alan Bowes. Sir Alan Bowes. Again. No, there's another guy. We have two guys in Langley, British Columbia. Hey, Sir Alan, go meet Michael. Yeah, really. You guys should hook up and, and hang yeah, out. Have a drink. Have a beer. Bring out the challenge coin. See who brings it. Thanks for the five years of excellent information. The real news is what we all need. I just made two road trips, one to San Francisco and one to Portland. It's too loud. And spread out the no agenda business cards whenever I stopped. People should do that, by the way. Derry, uh, Daniel Torellio in Charleston, South Carolina. Beautiful place. Happy Wood anniversary. Do you know that? Yeah, the fifth is wood. By the way, because uh, you were hearing it loud, that's a different mix, so it wasn't being loud. Yeah, no, we, I uh, couldn't hear myself talking. Wood, sorry, problem. I stopped. Wood is five. Adam won't last another five when he overdoses on Hal Peral, whatever. Haldol. To anyone considering donating, don't do it because it turns into a vice. My wife, Erin, soon to be MILF, <laughs> wants karma and throw it. Throw on a little girl yay at the... Uh, this, this is interesting. This is the kind of coincidences you have with a random number theory. Karma with little girl yay on the end. Okay. You've got karma. Yay! <laughs> Charles Peden in Greenville, North Carolina. Pronounced Peden. Uh, congrats on five years. Uh, here's to many more. Uh, I'm doing my part to keep you from resorting to selling tangy tangerine to make meats, <laughs> ends meet. Do you even know what that is? No, tell me. Oh, that's that's the new Alex Jones thing. It's like oh, if, if you if you buy and drink tang, tangy tangerine, you'll live forever. Oh, please! It has all the essential nutrients you need to fight the new world order. You can't get, make your voice gravelly enough. <laughs> please call David Fox out as a douchebag. Oh boy! Douchebag. Not donating. Justin Gearing in Manhattan, Kansas. Um, Karma for you too. The greatest podcasters. You are what makes this show. I hope you get another five years before you throw they throw you in the clink. <laughs> at, well, at least Curry. Let's face it, John will probably turn state's evidence against Adam for a case of wine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, probably true. Uh, a little karma for us. Uh, <laughs> you'll flip. You've got karma. Yeah, we can flip that old guy. Scott Olson, San Diego. Uh, jumping on the fifth anniversary donation handbasket to hell along with the best podcast in the universe. I'll take a Huntsman Karma shot. You've got karma. Joaquin Bueno in Paterna Comunidad someplace. Where is he from? Valenciana. He's in from Spain. Oh, Spain. Spain of choose nuts. <laughs> Jesse Wilson. Sir Jesse Wilson in Hobart, Indiana. Uh, no note detached to the donation should be defaulted to a karma request. He wants a karma, or she, she, he wants You've a karma. Got karma. Charles Eves in Hawthorne Woods, Illinois. Uh, modest donation for the best podcast in the universe. You two are the most entertaining thing I've watched, listen to each week, right there with Florida Gator football. <laughs> wow. We're up there. Five more years of saying it's almost time for no agenda. Michael Greer in Shiksini, PA. Shiksini is uh, Mike, uh, you know, with the the Wood yeah, Log House. Buddies. Mike and Sarah yeah, you've been Greer. There. You've been living there. You yeah. live there. I'd Happy love to. 15th to my lovely wife. Aww. Aww. And uh, 
And give him a karma for her. Yes, and uh, uh, and uh, there's a DSC coming, guys. I can feel it. I can feel it. They love it. They're You've big fans. Got karma. They, Sir Astrum, they actually or, play old daily source codes all day long in their house. Yeah, I'm sorry. I feel sorry for them. Sir Astrum and Vendelin. Here's another five years. Give yourself a best podcast in the universe jingle. I'm hope. I'm kindly requesting a hey shittus and karma boost. No, great. The best podcast in the You've got karma. Kirk Ann in Genesio, New York, 5555. Terrence Phillips in Corvallis, Montana. Value for value, even if you are truly crackpots, I do enjoy the podcast. Hope that you keep this up for four years of the Romney era. <laughs> no, he's not my first choice either, but the alternative sucks. Yeah, right. Gary Johnson is the alternative. Phil Payne, Gig Harbor, Washington. Very did, nice little did place, you, was by that, the way. Did you just give a political plug for Gary Johnson? Did I? Yeah. I, Roseanne Barr I didn't is mean also to. Roseanne Barr is also an alternative. I'm I'm a well, yeah, okay, you're right. She I'm, is. I'm yeah, voting for Roseanne. Vote for her. I I think you should vote for her. I'm voting for Phil, Roseanne Barr. Uh, Thomas Gardner in Wilmington, North Carolina, just key just trying to keep my douchebag level to a minimum. Hope your show lasts for many more years. The KJB Properties Houston, Texas. Kyle Blank here. Just throwing some good luck, Carmen, to the best podcast in the universe for another five years of media assassination. P.S. John, you should really consider the concept of no agenda wine after seeing how much money is being pulled in from something horribly named Mangria. Yeah, this is uh, this is a big topic there on the Twitch show you had about uh, the Adam Carolla apparently selling lots of Mangria wine. Yeah, I, I talked over to the vendor about this. We're not really going to do that, are we? No. No, okay. We don't have... We, we, we could... It's... It's bullcrap. It's bullcrap. Who needs to be? Who need? What we're gonna see? We're not selling. We don't sell stuff. I was gonna say. What we're gonna do? Hey, buy some wine from us. Hey. Yeah. No, we don't. This is way the show is supported by the listeners. When the listeners give up on us, then then we end the show. Then we end the show. We're not gonna do it because we have a wine business. Thank you. Although I might sell it on the blog. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can do Dvorak wine. Do that. Oh, I'm not doing Mangria. That stuff was horrible. It was like, ugh. Lori Swim, Marysville, Kansas. Happy birthday to you guys from Eric and Lori. John Stone, Louisville, Kentucky. Kevin Miley, or Mile, Male, Mile, M-E-Y-L-E, Kalamazoo. Ryan Weitenheimer in Weitenheimer. Tucson, Arizona. Travis Dillman, Red Deer, Alberta. Andrew Haverson, Sir Andrew to you, in Gravenhurst, Ontario, when I find myself re-listening to episodes, it's time to uphold the value for value. Why would you re-listen? Still waiting on my night ring, really? by, by the way. Yeah, we'll get him one. Yeah. If I could request an inquiry into that matter, that'd be right. Okay, you just did. Andrew Lemessany. 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 In Colorado Springs. Did you meet with him? Yes, I think uh, I did. A little birthday yes. left to no agenda and the brother that hit me in the mouth, Richard. This is to start him off on his knighthood. I'd call him out, but he's living the American dream and raising my awesome nieces and nephew. Karma for us. You betcha. You've got hey, Andrew. karma. Uh, Narada Staple. Oh, this is not good. I just clicked a button. And then Happy anniversary from Gitmo Jaws. Perth now having the highest number of death from sharks this year. It's true. Can I have a shut up slave, two to the head, karma combo, and it's my wife Laura's birthday on the 25th. We said happy birthday to her. 
and I'm sure she'll enjoy some Swazelnoff. I bet you will give her some Swazelnoff. So you need the uh, Shut Up Slave to the Head, Karma. Shut Up Slave! Got it. You've got Karma. Vincent Farrell, San Bruno, California. Happy fifth to the best podcast in the universe. Thank ah. you for all you guys do. Vince, Paul okay. Schneider, Edmonton, Alberta. Credit me as Paul Schneider. Done. Thanks. We, we just did Andrew Warzu. I picked the one. <laughs> and, and John Sidemore comes in to save the day. Andrew Warzuruski in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana nuts. 55, 55. Oh, no. You guys rock. No. Keep up the good work. Ah, we appreciate how you expose the manipulation happening all around us, which is what we do best. Can we just have John give us a good, it's a scam. Nice one. Yep. Troy Walters in Hawthorne, East Victoria, uh, Canada. Central question is, congrats on the five years. Don't stop till you get enough. Reminder to all citizens to view Gitmo Nation Down Under a No Agenda Story on YouTube. Link in the show notes, please. Jessica Walters in Melbourne, Victoria. Congratulations and many more years to come. Can I please get some freestyle slide whistle from John and some karma from my husband, Sir Troy? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you see, they, that's the family that loves together donates together. Yeah, they do. You've got karma. <laughs> Tan HL in Singapore. Thanks for de-douching. The de-douching and some job search. Or oh, you need some de-douching and a job search karma. You've been de-douched. Garrett Jones in Bard in Queensland. Karma. Come on. Oops, sorry. Barrett Jones in Bard. Uh, in, uh, You're stepping on the Barden. karma. Do not I'm sorry, step. Don't on the, step on the karma. I got it all over my foot now. <laughs> Michael Cross, Canada, Ontario. Uh, it's getting closer to nighthood. Probably a proud monthly supporter since January. Currently at 11, 11. I would remind you to check because these things get yeah. dropped by the PayPal left and right, and people think they're on the 11, 11 plan that they're not on anything. I'd like to call out Scott McCormick as a boner. How about a douchebag? Not only has he not donated to the show since I introduced him to it several months ago, but he now routinely harasses Adam on Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I've not noticed it because I don't pay attention to Twitter. Oh, Twitter I know guy. who Scott McCormick is. Oh, I think I blocked him. Yeah, you block him. That's what I do. I block on Twitter <laughs> at the drop of a hat. I always look, when someone says something, I always look like, they're like, 24 followers. I'm like, no, I'm not going to give you followers. I'm going to block you forever. Rich Ballard in Alberg, Vermont. After hearing a couple of other Vermonters contributing, I thought I should get off the Viagra and start being a donor from Gitmo Green Mountain. I put in 5555 to celebrate the fifth anniversary and became a 1212 monthly. I had an idea that might be another way to get the word out about the show. There's a lot of local debates going on right now, and some of them you can get into the chat room at the station hosting the debate. During the last debate for our lone house member, they started talking about drones, etc. So I put in the killlist.curry.com link <laughs> and made a few comments about it. On the pharmaceutical side, a four-year-old uh, my wife works with at a school was just put on ADHD drug called Focalin, which is dimethylphenidate. Sounds good. Or actually, dexmethylphenidate. Uh, she said it made the t child's tongue go in and out all day like a snake. Very, very sad. I love that drug. 
And your head go to one side. Craig, did he want some karma or anything? Yeah, karma. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, don't need any jingles or karma. But the kids might need it. Well, just in case. Oh, yeah. Just in case. For the kids. Do it for the children. Karma. Do it for the children. So, Greg Filer in Lauderdale, Minnesota. Uh, I feel is the only right that I, it's only right that I give you anniversary donations for five years of media assassination. Listening to previous episodes, important to get a donation in before I get droned again by the Curry Devore Consulting Agency. Could I also be reminded where to send my ring information? Uh, rings at noagendanation.com. I could also use two to the head, shut up, slave, karma for those getting a beloved flu shot here in Minnesota. Nuts. Oops. You've got karma. Shut up, slave. Sorry. Royce Kakami in Aia, Hawaii. In the morning, John and Ed. You guys, one guy goes up to him and says, hey, hey, Bill, how do you pronounce it? Hawaii or Hawaii? And the guy says, it's pronounced Hawaii. And he says, thanks. He says, you're welcome. In the morning, John and Adam, I appreciate a karma shot and birthday shout out to Chris turning 20 this Friday on the No Agenda 5th. Looking forward to another five years. Jake Kenyon in Burpingary. Hold on, hold on. karma shot. He gets a karma shot. Hold on. Oh, I didn't see that. Sorry. You've well, you read it. karma. I read it, but I don't read. I just read. I'm a robot. Robot. <laughs> now, this guy, Jake, is in Burpingary. <clears throat> Uh, Queensland, Queensland. Jeff Kenyon using Jake's PayPal account. Oh, it's Jeff Kenyon. Yeah. As a result of being called out on show 453 for not donating before my son, uh, can I request a dedouching and a best wishes karma shot for John and Adam on the 5th? Oh, that's nice. You've been dedouched. You've got karma. Kevin Benson in Bundina, New South Wales. Uh, new listener, loved the show. Getting into past episodes now, which is which one is the start of calling Hillary Lucifer? That's a ways off. We've been doing that for God, over a year, well, two years, maybe forever. Yeah, I See, think really almost three years. Well, ever ever since Beals above introduced me to her. Huh. Uh, best part of your show is that a little girl doing Shut Up Slave. Uh, I can just imagine her running around in a pink tutu with a de-douching wand in her hand. <laughs> oh, I like that. Shut up, slave. Nice. Yeah, this is a nice image. Lori Jutila in Parts Unknown. Uh, best podcast in the universe. Making this donation while listening to the latest episode live. Giving value for value of receiving some. Keep up the great work deconstructing. Can I get some Huntsman karma? Of course. You've got mm. karma. Mark Heimerman in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, for John's amusement and Adam's disdain, a Wisconsin nuts. <laughs> Happy fifth. And have a fifth on me, he says. John Grumbling in Aspen, Colorado. Congratulations on Adam passing the technician test. Oh, even though he hasn't got his call letters no, yet. No, still waiting for that. That's the, you know, this is what really made me angry is when I, I passed two flight tests, one for helicopter, one for fixed wing. You pass yeah. those, you can fly right away. You, you, uh, you pass your, uh, your test for ham radio. You got to wait 10 days until they assign you a call, the call letters. You don't have to wait 10 days. Yes, you, you can do. get the call letter earlier. You can do it. If you get the call letters, but I don't have the call letters. Yeah, you have to have the call letters. Well, that's what I'm waiting 10 days for. 
Okay, well, you'll have it shortly. What are you, in a rush? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else on ham is. Hey, Bill, you going to come over today? <laughs> no, I'll be over tomorrow. I got okay. it. Hello, is this the wind system? Is John C. Dvorak on it? Yep, I'm here. WJ6, LNG out. Oh, no, you're talking to me. Never mind. WJ6LNG, come back. Yeah, WJ6LNG, what? What do you need? What do you need there? Is this Adam out there in the middle of nowhere, Texas? Yeah, yeah it is. How's the weather down there in California? Uh, it was raining this morning, but it's not raining now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got some nice weather. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, the wife is waiting for me. She don't like it when I'm on the radio too much. So, uh, yeah, is, uh, I know what you mean. I'm in the car right now. I think I'll go in. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, good talking to you. I'm sure I'll catch you tomorrow. Yeah, WJ6, Ellen's out. And, uh, all right, goodbye. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I know. And I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Anyway, that is our... Uh, Are we done? Our, we got everybody? Yeah, we did. Hey, now. Wow. Wait, let me just do this again. Huh? The best podcast in the universe. And we'll have more show on Sunday where we can pick up some of the stuff where we left off. I mean, that was a long segment. Yeah. <laughs> but we put it at the end for people who, you know, would just, you know, want to clip it. I, I think this is the first time we... I don't think any show has ever been this long. Quite honestly. No, this show has gone past three hours. And in fact, uh, and we only budgeted this last segment for about, uh, I think we budgeted for an hour and we've gone an hour 20. Oh, my God. Oh, well. That's so we, it's okay. We all shows should be this long. Yeah, except that this should be filled with uh, with uh, content that everyone enjoys. I, although I think you know, what we did is, you know, and we didn't uh, pre-announce it, but we pretty much did, you know, two hours and 15 minutes of show. And normally we interrupt with, uh, uh, you know. A couple we, of segments. Yeah. In the middle. Beforehand, yeah. 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 So it's okay. But I, I'm looking, very, I'm very much looking forward to Sunday's show uh, because I have a lot of stuff. You know, this, uh, I'll tease it if you don't mind. Um you know this meningitis thing? Yeah. I figured out what that's about. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another thing I want to talk to you about, which is the Chicago plan. Are you familiar with the Chicago plan? Yeah, I am, slightly. Okay, because that's, that's coming back Okay, now. well, we'll do this on Sunday, and I got, some, I got a couple of clips I didn't bring out today I'll bring out. Yeah. And uh, we'll have a good time, and hopefully people will keep supporting us. Oh, I sure hope so. I sure hope so. All right, so. uh... Bring it up. Well, bring it up. What do you mean? Bring it up like that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, so um, a programming note. We have the uh, Freedom Fiends coming up live in seven minutes from now, although I suggest they don't wait seven minutes. Uh, they pick up whatever human resources are strewn out on the floor here the, <laughs> on the No Agenda stream and, and switch on the minute we get off. It's actually, those guys are pretty good, the Freedom Fiends. I like them. Uh, no, that's good. Well, yeah. good. Well, I have to go. I'm gonna have to go run, take a shower because I have a, a major uh, meeting at two, which would gall you to no extreme. Oh, you, the meeting? Well, what it is is a Ford is gonna drop off. A oh week. no! A fusion? Well, no, not the fusion, but the Focus Electric. You're, you're sh and then you're gonna write about it. 
No, I'm writing about all the electric cars. If you haven't noticed, I've driven them all, except that one I haven't got a hold of yet is the, I think, uh, which one is it? There's one car I haven't gotten a hold of. And yeah. I'm going to go drive around the, the Fisker. F- the Fisker, I was just going to say. Well, you know what? If you drive the Fisker, I hope it bursts into flames. <laughs> You're just jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm jealous. That would be it. All right. Coming to you from uh, the uh, capital of the Drone Star State, everybody. In the morning, my name's Adam Curry. And as I hear bells in the distance here in northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Sunday with a full-blown episode filled with New World Order news deconstruction right here on No Agenda. I've got information, man. New shit has come to light. Wow! The best podcast in the universe. Dvorak.org slash N-A.